over just like that so close yet so far away those are the two songs to open this show and those two songs are the story of my world series so far three events I played in this world series of poker I bubbled the first one by losing four hands in a row talked about that last week played the limit hold'em shootout and both myself and my co-host Brandon Drexel Gerson who's on right now hello Brandon Hey Todd, how you doing? Well, I'm I'm explaining how I'm doing, and not not very well, unfortunately, yes. in the World Series. Uh, both of us were in second place at our first table at the Limit to Hold'em Shootout. We both finished second on the uh, individual table money bubble, and both of us had half the chips at one point in the event, including me, who had half the chips with five people left. So yet again, for me, so close yet so far away for Brandon too, and. Then I played the 2500 Mixed Hold'em event and had above-average chips with about uh, 25% of the people left in the field and ran queens into ace-king after losing about seven consecutive hands the day before. Ran queens into ace-king on the second hand of the day and that was the end of me there, too. And I got through about 80% of the field, but again, did not cash. And in fact, that was my least deep of all my runs this year. I've had three deep runs and zero caches. Very, very frustrating for me in the World Series of Poker. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is my whole World Series, just uh, get far and not cash. And walk away with the same money that the people who busted first had. And I know Brandon had the same feeling, so... One thing I pointed out to Brandon the day we both busted second place in the uh, the limit shootout was that the chance of both of us finishing second in our first table was 1 in 56, and yet that's exactly what happened. That is ignoring any uh, skill factor there, just the straight chance of uh, you know seven people at, eight at one table, eight at the other. Let me connect our third host on here. Boy, I hate the new Skype. This new Skype is terrible. I don't the new sound card sounds good, though. I'm glad the new sound card works, yeah. Okay, so we're going to connect on our third host, Angel, also known as Vowels. And uh, this is my new sound card. I just bought it hours before the show. And uh, was actually configuring it partially during those two songs I played. Figured I might as well play two songs and just let people comment on how they sounded, and I think I was able to adjust the sound 
the sound levels, and I think we're, we're pretty good here. So uh, anyway, once again, people will be able to call in to this show, unlike last week, and everything should be operating as normal, and vowels, are you there? I am. How do I sound? Uh-oh. Let me tell you guys what's happening with vowels, and we're going to try to accommodate this, because we know that everyone likes to have her on the show. And she approached me today and said, I'm afraid I cannot be on the show tonight because my cat once again chewed through my headphones and uh, they don't work anymore. This cat is a little terror and I have to hide anything with wires from him. <laughs> so I, I did order a new headset. Um, it is on order. Um, should be here within the next week. So hopefully for the next show I'll be prepared. I apologize. Wait, is that where we are now? That we're at the point of technical fail where we're saying our animals and pets are eating our equipment? Yeah, I think we're also at the point... Dog ate my homework. I think we're also at the point here. There's someone. I think it's you, Brandon, because uh, for those of you that don't know, Brandon has been a bit under the weather for the last several days. Yes, I have. That's actually why Brandon did not play the 2500 mixed hold'em as he said he was going to, and um, that's also why... uh, this show, again, was a bit of a last-minute production because Brandon has been uh, knocked out cold by his illness, and uh, he's, he's braving it to show up for the show, but as you can probably tell in his voice, he's not quite himself right now. But, uh, Brandon, I will tell you that there is some breathing going on. I think it's from you. It's, it kind of sounds like masculine breathing, so I don't think... No, I'm not breathing at all. You? you know, it could be... <laughs> wait a minute. I'm not breathing, but no, I'm not... Uh, wait a minute. Val, do you have masculine breathing? Do you- the only th- other thing it could be is I do have a ceiling fan on where I'm at right now, and that could be where it's coming from. No, it actually sounds like... No. Hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to mute my mic and tell me if you still hear well, it. I'm not hearing it right at this moment, so I don't think that's going to okay. help. But we'll, just, we'll just try to huh. ignore it and just, just accept the fact that all humans have to breathe. And if I have to hear <laughs> panting in my ear the whole show, then I, that's what I'll have to do. And I'll just have to <laughs> brave that myself. So... The, the guys in chat, how bad do I sound? Is it very hollow, tinny? Yeah, so what we're doing here is we actually have her through the internal mic of her computer. So right. um, the only thing I'm going to ask of you, Vowels, uh, okay. because I think you sound okay, like not as good as normal when you have a headset, but I think it's okay. Like uh, Real Chaser 74 just said in our chat, hollow but not too bad. And that's the way I would describe it, too. I think it's passable for this show, but the only thing I'm going to have to ask you to do is not type. Yes, I will <laughs> refrain from typing, so uh, please excuse me in the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> I sound terrible, according to Texter and Templar. Uh, yeah, so let uh, me tell you guys uh, quickly before we go further about the free roll we have tonight. Uh, once again, C-Money came through. He's been the one funding the free rolls, and uh, he once again came through, sent me another 200 bucks for use in over the next four weeks for free rolls here. And we really appreciate that because uh, C-Money's always been a very generous guy to this community, and it continues. So we have a free roll tonight. It is actually a $60 free roll. I'll explain how that works. $50 came from C-Money. $5 came from Tommy T, who donated last week's prize back to the prize pool, which is very generous of him. And $5 from the Templar, who has a bounty on himself. So if you knock out the Templar tonight you get $5 in addition to anything you might win by finishing first, second, or third. First place is $35. Second place is $15. Third place is $5. And if you're like me in the World Series, you'll probably finish fourth and get nothing. So that that is the prize pool for tonight. Now, if you want to play the tournament, again, it's on the 
Poker Fraud Alert No Fraud Online Poker Room. You just find that as a tab near the top of the screen on any page on our site. Uh, it's a complete free roll, meaning you don't even need chips on that site to play. So some people have been sending me messages, oh no, you got to send me chips immediately because I want to play the free roll. No, you don't need that. You can make a new account. You'll start out with zero chips until you PM me, but that's okay. If you have zero chips, you can still register for the free roll. And uh, you will also win chips if you finish in the first several places. Of course, those are display money chips, but uh, you can register right now. And the only thing I require for you to be eligible for the free roll money, as I say every week, you need to have had an account registered on PokerFraudAlert.com prior to May 21st at 5.30 p.m. You didn't have to do anything with it, but it needed to have been registered by then. If it was not registered by then, you need to PM me, and you need to convince me that you are not new to the site, but that you've been around a while, you've been listening a while, tell me the things you like the most about this show or a previous show that, uh, that Brandon and I were on. Tell me about that, and if you convince me that you're a legitimate lurker who's been around a long time, I'll make an exception for you. But if you don't do that, and if you win the tournament and then come to me with this, I will not give you the money. So you know, Todd, what are the most common things people say to you that are fake and, and really can't prove that they're forum members? What kind of stuff have you gotten? Do you call any funny messages, PMs that you've gotten from people that uh, are Russian uh, free roll whores in the past? Well, this is the one I got that was the funniest. <laughs> it just it never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> Oh, so I w- speaking of that, though, um, guess who I saw during the Limit Hold'em shootout during one of the breaks? I was just sitting there quietly by myself on my phone, uh, not talking my phone, but you know, I think I was actually browsing this site during one of the breaks. But I'm just sitting there, just totally by myself, and I hear, "Is that Dan Druff? Now, who do you think said that to me? I'm gonna guess. Was it a snake in the grass? The correct answer is... Yes, it was the snake in the grass. It was Zach from Quad Jacks. Zach from Quad Jacks walking by himself down the hallway. I have my head down looking at my phone, and he's calling out to me, Hey, is that Dan Druff? Now, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to the guy, you know, after the various e-feuds that we've been through with him. Like, what am I supposed to say? Hi, nice to see you. Like, I I didn't know what to say. Like, I don't want to go there and create confrontations with people. But Maybe it was a chance for a reconciliation. I didn't want a reconciliation, though. Like, I, no, I just want yeah, him to just yeah. ignore me, and I'll ignore him. Like, that was, that, that's my approach with, with Zach from Quad Jacks. But he wants some kind of response from Yeah, me. I remember you telling me that when I was heads up, and that was, that was just the whole thing was very odd. Yeah. Like, what is he expecting from me? So I asked him that. I said, uh, what do you expect me to say? And he said, well, I don't know. You have a lot to say about me on Twitter. <laughs> so I said, well, I pretty much have that. And that's kind of ironic in itself because from, from my recollection, recollection, most of the exchanges have been on the air and just jabs that we've made in response to things that he's done. And I don't think you've really ever attacked him on Twitter, have you? No, it's true. I, I may have occasionally said something like snake in the grass, but I've yes, I have not done really any kind of Twitter attacks on him. So I guess when he said Twitter, he was just kind of thinking like online. But whatever. So I didn't bother to correct him. I just said, well, I said everything I had to say, and I don't have much more to say here. So Anonymous in the chat is saying that the next time you see him, you should possibly shoulder bump him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, then he says to me, well, look, I'm just saying hi. 
so I'm just sitting there. He's like, what, you're not going to say hi back? So I just sat there, and he finally walked away. It was the weirdest exchange. And Odd. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Uh, I, I don't believe this. I, I wish I could believe this, but JSTAT, and if it's true, call in, but JSTAT is typing in our chat, I saw the snake in the grass yesterday at the Rio. The snake threatened to beat me up in an alley. Classy guy. I, I don't see this. He says it's true, but I, I don't know. I don't see the snake in the grass like threatening to beat people up. That just doesn't seem like uh, his style. But, well, look, uh, it's a real story, JSTAT. Call in. Yeah, so I'll give you the phone number, by the way. And yes, definitely call in if you've got that story and it's real. The phone number is area code 775-FRAUD-55. Now, 775 is the area code. That's the other area code of Nevada, not the Las Vegas area code, but everywhere else in Nevada. 775-FRAUD, that's F-R-A-U-D-55, or 775-372-8355 is the phone number. So if you want to call in and uh, tell me about something related to that, JSTAT, whoever else, Make sure to show your caller ID. Otherwise, the call may not even go through. You may get like a fast busy. And, of course, if you try to call the show when we're doing something and can't really interrupt what we're doing, then it probably will go to a voicemail and just try back a little bit later. So the free roll tonight is Omaha 8 or better. It's a new free roll we have not tried yet. We've had PLO, which is last week. We've had No Limit Hold'em the other weeks. I don't know if you've had Limit Hold'em yet. We should probably have that one of these weeks. But decided to give a shot to having uh, Omaha 8 or better. And if you're not a good Omaha 8 player or don't even know how to play it, uh, you can quickly Google Omaha 8 or better and learn the rules and give it a shot. The good thing is it's a free roll, so you have nothing to lose. You you won't even lose play chips. So, anyway. Uh, That is tonight at 7.40. I made it 7.40 instead of 7.30. Because it seems like by the time we announce this free roll, there's not that much time between finishing announcing it and when it starts. And this software will not let people register late. So go register immediately. Don't show up two minutes late or something or you won't get in. And uh, good luck. And I will be paying the winners in whatever manner they'd like. That includes the person who knocks out the Templar for five bucks. And that includes first, second, and third places. I'll send you PayPal, I'll send you a check, I'll give you cash here in Las Vegas, whatever. So, enjoy, and uh, hope some good people win it. But anyway, uh, Brandon, uh, yes. I, I assume that uh, you probably don't have that many topics of your own to discuss this week since you've been so under the weather. I, I, you know, I do have a couple things, but yeah, I, I as you mentioned, I, I don't know if it's... Yeah, I thought it was just from kind of just going out a little bit too hard, but now I've realized about four days ago I just had some stupid, I don't know, stomach bug or something. So I've just been sleeping on and off for about four days now. Um, but, yeah, no, there are a couple things. I know one thing, uh, and we, we only talked just briefly before the show, so this is really the first time Todd and I have talked in a couple of days. Um, I know Matt the Rat is in Vegas, and I have his his Vegas number that he establishes for, I guess, the week. He's going to be here. He wanted us to call him and check in with him and talk about his first couple of days. I know he's played in uh, two World Series events so far and then spent some other fun stuff in the city. So we're going to check in with form user Matt the Rat, and uh, there's you know, obviously other stuff going on in the World Series that I'm familiar with that uh, we're, all, we're going to talk about. But besides that, uh, there really isn't much... And again, I apologize, but I just have been under the weather that I prepared for 
uh, for this evening. Okay, well, so. yeah, I've, I've uh, prepared a few things, and uh, okay, well, I appreciate that. Whatever, uh, whatever we get down tonight, that's the way it is, and uh, you know, eventually Brandon will return to normal, and everything will return to normal. And uh, you know, I, I've been busy myself this week with, uh, well, you know, what I was busy with uh, the last two days prior to this one, but and I had to get to the sound card working, but uh, you know, eventually. In not too long of a time, Angel will have a headset, Brandon will be healthy, and <laughs> I won't have technical difficulties, and everything will be good. So, I, then the show will return back to its normal form. But, you know, we are coming out here every week, even during the World Series, and we did reschedule this one. This was originally supposed to be on Sunday. We couldn't make Sunday, which is probably better, because I, I assume Brandon didn't feel that good that day, and uh, we rescheduled it to today. Our normal day, in case you guys are not familiar, is Tuesday at 7 o'clock, but we are adjusting that normal day for the next few weeks because of the World Series, so everybody will be able to make it. Uh, I'll get right into discussing the World Series. Uh, I guess the most interesting story that's come out of this World Series so far, uh, uh, aside maybe from Helmuth winning his fifth bracelet and aside from us somehow getting him on the phone the day after that while he was supposed to be playing a tournament... The most interesting story, aside from that, is Phil Ivey. Phil Ivey is just absolutely amazing. It is. I don't know how he does it, because I play the World Series. I play some of the same events he does. Phil Ivey finished 8th today in the 2500 Mixed Hold'em, which is an event I played. And I even had an edge over Phil Ivey in that I got to play it from the beginning, and Phil Ivey came in the middle of day one because he was at a different final table. So he busted out of that final table. Instead of saying, oh, man, I just busted out of the final table. Nope, he goes and registers immediately for the 2500 mixed hold'em and proceeds to make his fifth final table of the World Series of Poker in 2012. Absolutely amazing. And this was not a small field. This wasn't like a 100-person field where almost 10% make the final table. This was a 393-person field. And he started late. And he made the final table. He actually had a very bad beat put on him by uh, Samuel Golbuff, Golbuff, however you say his name. He's known as Burn Sabray online. And Samuel Golbuff actually three bets shoved on Ivy with six deuce against Ivy's eights. Ivy yeah, called. Yeah, just hearing about that now. Yeah, Ivy called, and uh, Golbuff made a straight, a gut shot straight with a six deuce. So I'm not. I'm not 100 sure about this because it's actually funny. I got a a voice mess, a voicemail that I just listened to briefly while I was before the show, and someone was telling me that this uh, what was his name? Gold Gold Buff or Gold Booth? I don't know. Yeah, he's, he was. He's a well-known limit hold'em player. Yeah, it's all uh, stars. Yeah, he's Burns to Bray. Oh, did you already say that? I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. I'm, I, that's how out of it I am. Okay, I didn't know if you said that or not. Yeah, so uh, anyway, Ivy made five final tables. Now, interestingly enough, he's won zero of them. He has not won a bracelet yet in 2012 despite five final tables, but still. How do you make five final tables out of 35 events? And obviously he's not playing anywhere near all 35. I don't know how many he's registered for. But here we are a little bit more than halfway through the series, and he's made five final tables. Now, I can tell you guys, I play these events... And sometimes I just feel like the deck is shutting me down. And this is from me who got deep all three times. 
But I didn't cash all three times, and I, I feel mostly because the deck was just either giving me such trash where I couldn't play the hands, or I would just lose the hands. Like like the hand I went out with on this uh, 2500 mixed hold'em. I had queens, I had a short stack, I raised, got back to the big blind, he went all in, I called, he had ace-king, he flopped an ace. Very standard. Wasn't really a bad beat, but... Uh, not only is Ivy obviously playing out of his mind, but this type of stuff is not really happening to him, at least not until he gets to the final table. So, I mean, that's just unbelievable to me for someone to make five final tables, not even throughout the whole series, through about half the series. So I don't know how he does it. And I was thinking about why. I was thinking, about how does Ivy manage to make five final tables? How does he not get the bad cards to prevent that, no matter how well he plays? And I thought that one of the reasons might be in addition to his amazing poker skill, could be the way people play him. Because when you're up against Phil Ivey in the hand, you know, it's unless you're used to playing him, unless you're not kind of awestruck by who you're up against, it's very hard to go against Ivey and not feel, like, intimidated, and not feel like, whoa, I'm playing a hand against Phil Ivey. And I think that happens to a lot of people, especially the amateurs in the field. And I have a feeling they make additional mistakes or maybe play scared against him, and then being the good player that he is, he takes advantage of that. So I have a feeling also that being Phil Ivey by itself is an edge in that field. I think people play Phil Ivey differently in hands than they do against someone like me. But I'm not taking anything away from what he's done this World Series. It's uh, absolutely amazing. And uh, I'm surprised he hasn't converted one of these into a bracelet. But I guess that's an example of how the cards can just beat you. So, uh, I think that's the biggest story in the World Series. The second biggest story, I don't know if it's the biggest, but uh, the one-drop tournament. That's me typing, by the way. <laughs> okay. It's, no, actually, when Vowels types, because she's on the internal mic of her computer, it's really, really loud. In fact, Vowels, why don't you type right now? Let's have the public hear what it sounds like when you type and you are using an internal microphone at the same time. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Yeah, but so... Uh, if, if, I, um, if I use the very tips of my pinkies uh, and don't use my fingernails, then I can make it real quiet. I don't think there's any way to make that quiet. That, that's kind of like... Uh, I, don't know, I, I think that's saying like you can go to a Motley Crue concert, and if you sit mm. in the back, it's quiet. Like now, Drunk, you know you, what you have to say to her when she starts typing like that, and it's a little bit too loud? You have to <laughs> tell her, shut up, freckles! <laughs> 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 and uh, there was actually a suggestion. I was just reading it in the official PFA radio thread from uh, Jimmy G four fifteen. That when eventually when we do have an intro, uh, that soundbite definitely needs to be involved in that. In yes. fact, how are we on that right now, Druff? Uh, in terms of an intro, I, I I just thought of it today. Like every day we have radio, that's when I think of the intro and I go, "Oh crap, we don't have time." Well, okay, I'll make one next week. Well, okay, I'll make one next week. Mm. But we will have an intro, and maybe it's not that bad that. This has been delayed because this allows us to accumulate sound bites like Shut Up Freckles. <laughs> I, I don't think Freckles deserves that kind of treatment. Well, well you know, any bitch with a pizza-shaped nipple, what was it, pepperoni no, I, nipple? Like, I, I don't blame her for the pepperoni I, nipple. I blame, Freckles, <laughs> I blame Freckles for interrupting her lawyer that she hired to help her defend her rights. You know, she can't just interrupt the phone call. You well, didn't she didn't anybody. like being referred to as a pepperoni boob, so... <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, in the one 
one drop turn. I was about to say the one step turn. Can you believe that? Jeez. The one drop tournament, the million dollar tournament that will take place in the World Series. And when I tell people who aren't really familiar with the World Series, and they know I'm playing it, and they say, oh, so what are the buy-ins of the tournaments? And I tell them what I'm playing, they go, well, are there any higher ones? They go, well, there's a 50,000, but I never play it. They go, well, is there any higher than that? I go, well, yes. And I tell them about a million dollar buy-in, and they can't believe it. They're like, how could that be? How could there really be a million dollar buy-in tournament? Well, if you wanted to register for this tournament, you can't do the Alan Kessler thing and register for the tournament and then unregister and keep the food voucher. Uh, <laughs> for this tournament, if you register, you cannot unregister without paying a $100,000 fine. Basically, wow. if you register for this tournament, you needed to put down a 100 k deposit that can only be used towards paying your buy-in. And if you end up not playing, they keep the 100 k Well, Tony G was the first one, at least the first one to my knowledge, to pay the 100 k and drop out. So Tony K just... Shot off a, Tony G shot off 100k without mm, even not playing the first poker. time he's done that no offense <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tony G uh, he has announced he will not be playing in the big one for one drop tournament because he has a scheduling conflict now what could possibly be the scheduling conflict to where you're going to forfeit 100k do you think it's BS the answer is no he really does have a scheduling conflict, and he really does have something important to do. Uh, are you familiar with the Lithuanian men's basketball team? I knew for a while they were very, very good in the Olympics. Right, right. They were the only team for a while that could really somewhat compete with the U.S. Dream Team. Yeah. Now, I don't know how and then they, they still today. were bad. I mean, not bad, but they still would never put up a fight. But, I mean, they'd only lose by 20 versus, you know, other every other... You know, a team that would lose 40, 50, or 60 points to them. Yeah. Well, somehow, I don't know how this happened, Tony G is the manager of that team. What? Yes. Come on. I, that's, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that Tony G is the manager of the Lithuanian ba- basketball team, and that uh, there's some kind of scheduling conflict involving that team and its games. I don't believe you. Well, I believe that maybe you believe it, but I, I don't know if I believe it. Mean, that's where did that's you the report this? I'm getting is. I'm getting this report. Is this from one of your reliable sources? Okay, Bobby or in the chat saying it is. Wait, okay, hold on. Is this like the just the Lithuanian whatever you have? Whatever he may not, you call he may not it. be the manager. I'm getting, I'm getting in my I'm getting in my uh, chat room here that he's the part owner of the team, but that doesn't make sense. If he's the part owner, he doesn't yeah. have to be there for the team itself. I can't see him like sitting there on the sidelines designing pick and rolls. <laughs> well, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, no. now people are saying he's the manager. The, the word I got is he's actually the manager, and that he actually has to be there for the games. And that's why he has to miss it, and that's why he's forfeiting the 100 k he put down for the one-drop tournament. I don't believe it. Well, Jason's saying it as well. It's being confirmed by everybody that he's the owner. I'm, I'm still not sure what his exact title is, but I'm hearing owner-manager. I'm hearing just owner you know, I wish in Lithuania, if you are part owner of a team, you're also automatically the manager. It doesn't make any sense. Real Chaser saying that he's the major sponsor of the Lithuanian Basketball Federation. I okay. don't know, but I wish I was more skeptical about this because, like, when I heard it, I'm like, okay, like, it's surprising, but all right. And <laughs> I didn't you automatically believe like, it. Yeah, I, like, automatically believed it. I wish I did more research about this before the show, but I, I was actually gullible enough to just take it at face value and say, okay, he's the manager of the Lithuanian bas- basketball team. 
you know, no problem. So, <laughs> come on, what does he know about that? I, I don't know, but you know, he's a surprising guy. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't picture that, but that's that's what I'm hearing. He is forfeiting 100k. Wow. So uh, anyway, oh, that's what he'll be. He will be at the. He'll be with the team. They're going to be playing in Houston. And then they're going to go to South America for the qualifying games, I guess, for the Olympics. So, I guess. Do you think he's somebody that either A, just has so much money that he's made from other outlets that he just has no desire or just no need to play poker anymore? Or do you think he's just be burnt out and just wants to enjoy life and explore other interests? Because, I mean, I think it's been, what, two years now since he's even been at the World Series? Two, three years, maybe? Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't remember him being there last year at all. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to play much poker anymore. But he definitely has a, a lot of different interests. And I don't even know how he gets involved with some of these things. So strange. Hmm. But, uh, There's no chance that we could ever get him on radio, right? Well, I wouldn't say no chance. I mean, I don't know how he feels about me since the whole never win poker thing. But, uh, you know, in but my he, he, interactions with him, he, he didn't seem that pissed off at the time, but who knows afterwards? Like may- Maybe he will come on. I don't know. I'm reading all this stuff in the chat. This is just amazing to me. I had no idea that... Uh, I didn't even know he was a sports fan, more or less. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. He paid a large share. Uh, of course, Bukowski already has a whole story <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> uh, that, that guy doesn't miss a beat. Jesus. He's not only the walking Ooh, image Jeff, he's, he's Remind me, because, uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're a little older than me, and obviously I remember those great Lithuanian teams, uh, as you mentioned, that put up competition with uh, the U.S. Who was who were the star players? Were there a couple? I know there were a couple that made it to the NBA, but uh, who were, did they ever have? Because I know, like, Vladi Divac, he wasn't Lithuanian. Um, I'm trying no, to no, think. I, I know there's like, at least one or two huge stars, and if not, someone in the chat can definitely tell us from those uh, Lithuanian teams that may- went on to play in the NBA. Do you remember any of them? Okay, someone's saying, Bootsy's saying Detlef De- Shrimp, who I remember, who was a great player for a while. Uh, Sarunas Margo, yeah, I can't remember how to say it either. Do you remember Sarunas Margo, Mar- something or other? He played, I think, for oh, Portland. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's, I don't know, that's just really wild. By the way, the uh, tournament has started, I guess, in the uh, Furl tournament. What I'm going to do... Since I am kind of out of it, um, and I have, this is the first tournament I've played in since we've uh, had our show, because I wanted to focus on the show, but for some reason I decided to register. But I will put a $10 bounty on myself uh, for whoever knocks me out. Uh, the only thing that I ask is the only means at this point that I could send money is on PayPal. So uh, anyone that knocks me out, uh, you can have me send it to another member or to even Druff, and he can make other arrangements with him, but that is the only way. So I am Drexel1 on Poker Fraud Alert right now playing in the uh, Omaha Eight or Better free roll. And if you do knock me out, just message me with your uh, PayPal address and I'll send you $10. Oh. So. Very nice. Very good. So, yeah, um, let me list the people who are playing. Well, I also want to mention one other uh, change in the list of people who are playing. Um, Haralabos Vulgaris, despite getting rolled by Eric Lindgren... Rolled and shoulder bumped, from what I hear. Uh, despite that happening to Volaris, <laughs> and I think he got rolled to like a million, he's now putting up a million for this tournament. And he actually purchased the seat that was won in a satellite by a guy named Carlos Nahas. And that was held in Quebec. 
So um, apparently Nahas wasn't even the original participant or participant in the satellite. Uh, his friend won the way into a tournament through a slot machine, gave Nahas the ticket. Nahas then won it, and then he sold the uh, the seat over to Volgaris. So that is what happened there to get I Volgaris. I didn't realize in. that those were so easily exchangeable. Yeah, I didn't know either, but uh, apparently it is. Uh, right now there are 41 players. Uh, this is not including Jean-Robert Valland, who claims he's going to play. Mike Sexton, Phil Helmuth, and last year's luck box in the World Series, but uh, I haven't seen him do much this year, Ben Lamb. Uh, so here's the list of people playing. 41 people. Anonymous U.S. hedge fund manager. I thought that would be Dan Shack, but I don't... I, Dan Shack? He wouldn't be anonymous if he was playing anyway. No. No. So, but uh, he's not listed in this, but... Anonymous U.S. venture capitalist. Anonymous European hedge fund manager. Another U- U.S. hedge fund manager anonymous. Then we have John Morgan, who's the CEO of Winmark Corporation. Then Guy Laliberté, who might be bankrolling most of the field. I'm, I'm hearing that it, a lot of the professional poker players that are in this were actually bankrolled by Guy for a small percentage of themselves. Uh, Phil Ruffin. Kerry Katz. I don't know who that is, but he's in the field. Paul Newey. I also have not heard of him. You knew what was the name before you said? Kerry Katz? Yeah. Sounds like a porn star name, doesn't it? <laughs> I thought you might know who it was, and I was going to feel... No, no wrong. idea. No, it's the porn star. Okay, so porn star Carrie Katz is in it. Uh, <laughs> Paul Newey, don't know who he is. Richard Young, not Young, but Richard Young, Y-O-N-G. Again, I don't know who he is. This is someone I think we all know, Andy Beal. Arnaud Mimran. Frederick Banjout, or Banjou, I'm not sure how you say the name, probably Banjou. Bob Bright. Paul Fua. I really don't know most of these people. Uh, Roger Tesca, Eugene Kachalov, we know him, Jens Kailonen, Jason Mercier, David Peet, also known as Viffer, Vivek Rajkumar, Andrew Rovel, Nick Shulman, known as The Takeover, Noah Schwartz, Sam Trickett, and we'll get to something else about Trickett a little bit later, Eric Seidel, using your money from Full Tilt, Bobby Baldwin, Patrick Antonius, also perhaps using your money from Full Tilt. Gus Hansen, also perhaps using your money from Full Tilt. Daniel Negreanu, Johnny Chan, Tom Dwan, who apparently is going to be there signing autographs and other things for one step. <laughs> Jonathan Duhamel, Bertrand Grosbillier. Oh, Dan Shack is in this. Okay, I missed his name. Dan Shack. Uh, Justin Smith, he finally got that uh, million-dollar transfer that he was telling people about when he was taking loans. So Justin Smith is, turned out to actually be a billionaire, and he's going to be in this, number 36. Actually, that's Justin Boosted J. Smith, not the scammer Justin Smith. Giovanni, this is a funny one, Giovanni Malibu Goraccio. Now, how would a guy named Giovanni Goraccio be known as Malibu? So that's uh, I don't know who that is, but uh, he's in this. Mentioned Heralibos Vulgaris. And then we have three seats that will come from various hotels. There's an MGM Mirage satellite seat. There's a Caesars Entertainment seat, which is not a satellite seat, but it's just a, a seat that Caesars can just give to someone. I don't know who they're going to give it to or why or what, but uh, 
maybe they're gonna it'll be a prize for someone in their casinos. I, I don't know what it's gonna be. But I, have, I haven't even I have not even seen any promotion or anything about it. Yeah, I haven't either. So I'm wondering if it's just like something they give to one of their whales. Yeah. And uh, then the last one, at least the last one listed right now, a twenty-five thousand three hundred dollars satellite at the Rio that will take place on June 30th. If you want to enter that, I guess they'll take 40 people, and uh, the winner of that will take seat number 41 at this tournament. So that's the list of current players. It will be an interesting tournament to watch. And uh, I still wonder how many people were actually bought in by Guy Lalibreday, including, I'm talking more about the professional poker players bought in. Like, do you really believe that Nick the Takeover Shulman who is a good player and I'm sure has money, but do you really believe that he has a million dollars just he's willing to risk on this? Well, that was my next question. I was going to ask you what percentage you think of the poker pros that are playing, uh, not the businessmen or even just the people that play p- poker recreationally like Phil Rufkin that you know is also just more known for, you know, he's the owner of uh, the Treasure Island and, you know, has appeared on high-stakes poker. What percentage, though, of just... You know, the, the Phil Ivies and the Granus are going to be putting up the million out of their own pocket, would you even guess? Yes, what percentage of them are actually... Yeah, the, uh, the poker players are putting up the full million themselves. Yeah, I'm, I really want to... And not either selling pieces or being staked in any way. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be pretty small. Uh, I mean, I'd have to guess under probably 20%. Yeah. and How come Phil Ivey is not listed here? That's what I was wondering. Okay, there's also some confusion. Again, I'm sorry, guys. I'm still a little out of it. I know there's some confusion as to when the cutoff date for registration was, but was this a definitive date or has it been extended? I've seen some accounts, mainly on Twitter, that it's been extended uh, for later registration, but some people are still saying that registration has been cut off. I don't know. Either one one of you know? Okay. No idea. I, I had read that it was extended, but I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know. Why Why would they cut it off? I and mean, why not let people register after the last minute? Why not just let someone walk up there with a, a suitcase of a million dollars and say, okay, I want to register for event number uh, 60 here? Like, why not? Yeah. 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 That, that seems odd. Especially yeah. if it's for charity. Like, shouldn't the charity get as much as possible? Should they be introducing these stupid formalities about player, you know, captive number of players? Like, why not just take all comers? Well, that was the other thing I, I, I was confused about. I remember reading they wanted to cap it, or they were, they were, they were capping at a certain amount, and I just couldn't believe that any that, that like somebody would really walk up there with a million dollars and they'd turn them away. Like you said, what kind of attitude is that towards a charity? We don't want your million dollars. I mean, it, it seemed very odd to me, yeah. just that in general, that they were so concerned about capping it. Yeah, I'd understand if it was like a heads-up tournament where it has to be a multiple of, uh, or not even a multiple of two, it has to be like a, a square of two in order to have the rounds play out properly. But but if this is just a regular tournament, then it doesn't matter if there's 48 or 49 or 51 or 60... They should take as many as they can get, and then the charity makes more money. It's just so strange. I, they never really explained either, at least from what I saw, why there's any kind of uh, why there's any kind of cap in the first place. Well, but Bukowski has a good point. He says maybe some of the whales want it capped, and and that would make sense. Hmm. I don't know. Are those whales really not going to enter if there's? 70 people versus 48. I mean, they know there's not going to be 500 players. So, like, how many people are they going to get for a million-dollar tournament? So, um, 
so they're saying uh, Steve-O is claiming, and Steve-O is pretty knowledgeable about this stuff. He writes uh, a lot of good news articles for PokerNewsBoy.com. Uh, Steve-O is saying in the chat that Guy La Liberté got a lot of the rich guys to enter by saying that the tournament would be capped. That was kind of like a selling point, which I, I guess I guess that makes sense. But I, how is that really a selling point? Do these rich guys really think, are they really that out of touch where they think there's going to be like 500 billionaires in the tournament? So, yeah, anyway, that's... Uh, I just really wonder how much Guy has put up in this and what percentage of themselves these people are playing. Like, if, if Guy put in, put you into the tournament for a million dollars and covered all of it, are you playing for, like, 5% of yourself? Right. Like, I wonder what these people are playing for. But i got to imagine that a lot of these names are not putting up anywhere near a million dollars of their own money. And that's also why I'm surprised that Ivy's not in it, because I'm sure... I'm sure Ivy could find, especially Guy himself. I don't know if he has a good or bad relationship with Guy, but Guy used to play on full tilt. So I couldn't imagine that he and Guy would have a problem with one another. You'd think that if Guy's going to put in pros to make it an interesting field, you know, who wouldn't want to play with Phil Ivy? I mean, that's why these rich guys are in it. Not, I don't think the rich guys are in it so much to uh, because they're hoping to turn their million into you know whatever the top prize is. I think they're entering it for the fun of playing the biggest tournament ever as, in terms of buy-in, and they want to play against some very top pros in addition to just you know other rich guys. And the fact that this was already it already had been announced a long time ago by ESPN, this was going to be one of only three events televised this year uh, by ESPN. You know, I, I imagine the exposure that it will even give just individuals or their companies as well is, you know, something that's enticing to them as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, I got something free from OneDrop. OneDrop actually gave me charity, oddly enough. Uh, I, I have a media pass, which I haven't done much with yet, but uh, I have a media pass. And when I went to go pick it up, they handed me... I'll take a picture of this thing. It's an Omega... H2O Go 16-ounce water bottle, <laughs> and it says it filters up to 25 gallons, not at once, of course, but uh, it, that's in its lifetime, it can filter up to 25 gallons and reduce up to 99.99% of contaminants that may be found in drinking water, including chlorine, chemicals, heavy metals, bad taste, and odor. Now, I don't see how bad taste is a contaminant, but... Uh, that's what they put there. I can use one of those here in Phoenix. Our water is horrible. <laughs> so they gave me this for getting a media pass with the World Series of Poker. I don't know why I'm entitled to this, but I took it. <laughs> and uh, the other weird thing is it says it features a three-stage activated coconut filter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my water tasting like coconut. That's gross. Like what is, what is a coconut filter? What is that? <laughs> now I'm afraid to use it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and also apparently, according to JSTAT, One Drop is supplying free water at the World Series. Where do you get this? Like the only water I've seen at the World Series is that same old real water that you get from the drink guy, where you're expected to tip him like a dollar, and he hands you a little plastic bottle of water. But I didn't see anything about One Drop on there. <laughs> I don't know. This is so strange. Oh, it's claiming that it, uh, here's a bigger list of what it uh, reduces. Arsenic, bad taste in odors, benzene, chlorine, chromium-6, fluoride. Well, how am I going to get the fluoride to keep my teeth healthy if they're going to filter this out? Uh, hydrogen sulfide, lead and other heavy metals, mercury, 
MTBE nitrates, radon 222, sed- sediment, THM, and Vox. Well, that is one heavy filter. I mean, that's that's. I didn't know coconut could do all that. Have you pulled it out and looked at the filter? I have not. It's still new in the box. I'm hoping it'll be a collector's item one day. <laughs> eBay. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, you know what I'm thinking of doing. I'm actually thinking of opening this up, and in order to avoid the long bathroom line, just using the filter in a different way. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how much it filters there. Well, you know, if this thing, if I can piss into this thing and then actually make drink, drinkable water, then this thing will be worth every penny you can pay for it. <laughs> make sure you get that on film and, and put it up for us to watch. I should do that and then give it to Dutch Boyd and see if he knows the difference. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> You know, what if, what if I used the filter? What if I peed in the filter, it turned into normal water, and then I drank it and it tasted like coconut water? Like, how weird would that be? And then gave it to Dutch Boyd. <laughs> yeah, I gave it to Dutch Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, Dutch Boyd once, during one of his uh, crazy phases, once asked, have you ever seen a man drink his own piss? He actually asked that uh, during a tournament, to my knowledge, is when he did it. That was before he got on his medication. So, I made a very well-known Photoshop reflecting that. Right. I don't know if anyone remembers that, that. That was a good Photoshop. So, uh, yeah, the, I, I think the problem would be if I gave this to Dutch, he'd say, I don't want this. It tastes like coconut water. When you got, when you got real piss, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's the story with the one-step, one-drop tournament. Uh, we have a bracelet that was won by a female. I guess... Uh, a female had not won a bracelet in a while, but uh, one was secured. Now, this was not actually an open event. Uh, I guess the last bracelet that was won that wasn't the ladies' tournament was when Vanessa Selfs won the 1500 PLO in 2008. And since then, they have not won any bracelets until... Um, the seniors event. Can you, can you name, drop the two females that have come closest to winning uh, a world, like a big field World Series event since Vanessa Selfs? Yes, uh, Maria Ho. Last year, I forgot the exact event, but she was second, and Amanda Musumichi. Wow. Right. I knew I knew you get Amanda. I wasn't sure if you'd remember Maria Ho. Yeah, very yeah. good. So that's those are the two who came close but didn't. But uh, Alan Jeffrey Shulman. That is uh, Barry Shulman's wife. I'm not sure if she's uh, Jeff Shulman's mother or not. That that I would no, never. No, is not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyway, I, I can only. I guess I could say this. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm sure she, probably she would not want it out there. But I know uh, in the 80s and early 90s, she actually was a uh, partner and the girlfriend of Davis Glansky for quite a few years. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. that's, that's, that's not something that I mean it was known in like the old school poker you know she wasn't like kept in the closet or nothing like that but yeah it's not like obviously something that's you know I guess advertised but yeah it's an interesting uh, tidbit that they dated for uh, wow. quite a few years well I don't think David would want her today anyway because she's uh, on the older side now but uh, yeah, yeah she's not retarded yeah <laughs> yeah that's the other thing she has, she has all her uh, mental faculties and she's uh, mm-hmm. She's uh, on the older side. So then I guess cue the, cue the Alice and Joffrey Shulman uh, 
in in, <laughs> in doll dress photoshops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she won uh, seniors uh, event, which is not an open event, but it's an open event where women can enter as long as well as men. It's, it's not gender based, it's, and they did have forty one hundred people enter. I've always wondered what that field will be like. Now, keep in mind, it's 50 and up, which I think is ridiculous for a seniors event. I mean, I, I will be old enough to play that in 10 years, and I, I don't think I'm anywhere near a senior. But uh, 50 and up, so Harris can make the most money possible, can enter this event. I think it should be 60. But uh, 4,100 people entered it this year. I think a record field for this event. And actually one of the bigger field tournaments ever li- uh, for live tournaments. And uh, Alan Jaffrey Schulman won it. I wonder, what is that field like, though? With, with any field of 4,100 people, you're going to have a lot of people that aren't very good. That's a given. But especially older people, you have, there are some over 50 players who are very good. But then you have a lot of them that suffer from what I call the extreme straightforwardness problem, where you know exactly what they have by how they play. They will never raise unless they've got a really, really big hand. They will never re-raise you pre-flop unless they have a really, really big hand. They don't know anything about how to play short stacks, so they'll let their stacks get blinded down to almost nothing. Extremely easy to steal their blinds, extremely easy to bluff them, and extremely easy to lay down hands against them when they raise you. So if it's a field full of a lot of those type of people, I think that would be a great value event. And... I guarantee you, in ten years, I will be in that field. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I I don't think it's the best field to uh, to pick up hot chicks, but uh, <laughs> hot fifty-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's the best you're going to do is like a fifty-year-old that's kept herself well. But uh, <laughs> what did you think of? Uh, I mean, again, I'm I'm a little out of. It. I know, obviously. Everyone knows that followed that Dennis Phillips finished second. I remember, I know there was someone else, there was another big name or well-known pro that was, when they, they, when they went to the final table, um, there, were four known, there were three known pros, and then they ended up going an extra day because it just went so long, and then they came back as four, and three of them were known. I can't think of who the, four, the third person was. Either one of you remember? It was Dennis Phillips, obviously, and then there's one other person that was like a, a known poker player. Who went out for... Oh, I know, uh, Hoyt Corkins. The Hoyt, yeah. How can we forget yeah. Hoyt? Right. Hoyt, Hoyt. How did I forget Hoyt. that? So, Hoyt. I mean, that. I mean, what do you guys think about that? The fact that there were that many entrants, and basically out of the, the final four, three of them were really known. One of them was a November Niner. One of them isn't even though, I guess, out of all the Schumann, she's probably the less uh, accomplished in terms of tournaments, still, you know, no name. And then Hoyt Corkins. I mean, that's pretty remarkable in yeah, itself, that, I think. That is. I, I noticed that myself. I was like, wow, with this giant field. I mean, that would, uh, that would bolster my theory that there's a lot of bad players in that field. If you have, uh, out of a field of 4,100, you have three of the four of them being well-known. I mean, I, I probably would have wagered a small amount that... The final table would would not include anyone that was a known poker player, and I'm not saying just didn't have tournament results or anything like that, but just someone that wasn't like known as any of those three were. And then you had three of them. It, it really was remarkable. Yeah. Well, so I, I definitely will be in that field. That that even makes me more want to be 50. Like I usually don't wish I'm older, but I think for that moment I do. You know, it's it's funny in your life. 
when you're younger, you always wish that you're older. You always look forward to being older. And then at some point, it changes. At some point, it goes from wishing you were older to just being okay with what you are to then wishing you're younger. I think it's a shorter window for women than it is for men. That's probably true. Yeah. That is probably true. Actually, like when I was 29, I thought that was like the best age to be for a lot of reasons. Yeah, 25 was perfect. Um, 25 through 29, I think you're right. And then when you hit 30, you're like, gosh, 30, the big 3-0. In fact, I think for guys, for dating purposes, if you want to have the widest range of ages you can date of, of women who are attractive, I think being 29 is the best age because you can go down to like 18 without being too creepy. <laughs> well, it's and, and still you, pretty creepy. And you, and you can go up to like 40 and not be way too young. Todd, it's creepy if the 18-year-old happens to be your daughter. Then well, it's creepy. Okay, I don't have any daughters yet, so <laughs> I, I can still say that. I have a, a son, but uh, you, know, I, I'm not, I'm you not only wor- have one penis to worry about. Yeah, I'm not worried about uh, you know women taking advantage of him. So Anyway, uh, that was uh, the Seniors Tournament. And uh, let me see, what other uh, World Series stories came out of this week? Oh, this is not so much a World Series story, but Sam Trickett, who was mentioned as someone who was uh, going to be playing the one-drop tournament. I don't know if you guys remember Andrew Feldman. Now, I'm not talking about ESPN's Andrew Feldman, but uh, this is a, a young... Play perfect for five days! Right, that Andrew Feldman, the crying Andrew Feldman. There's only a five days! <laughs> there's, there's only a short list of criers from TV. From poker, televised poker, and uh, Andrew Feldman is actually one of them. Actually, sat with his head in his hands and cried after losing heads up in a tournament. Uh, he is now accused of doing something worse than crying on TV. I think the only two criers we've had besides Feldman, by the way, were uh, uh, that Friedman kid. He just won a bracelet too. But Adam Friedman and Mike Matisau. A lot of people forget that Madison cried, but he did. Jeff, uh, we actually saw his little uh, ceremony there. Yeah, yeah. We, we saw him, and uh, you know, he had his parents there, and he was very proud of himself. No crying during that ceremony, for sure. <laughs> Jeff, have you ever cried after a particularly difficult uh, tournament? No, I, not only have I never cried after a tournament or after a beat, I've never even felt like I wanted to. Like, I felt really pissed off before. And I've acted pissed off before. I, I never get mad at the people for putting beats down on me. Like, I never take it personally when someone bad beats me. But I, I do get very angry. I do get pissed off. I, I try usually not to show it. Or try not to, like, really outwardly show it. But I, I do have feelings of anger when these things happen. But I never feel like I'm going to cry. That just never is something I feel like I want to do. No matter what the situation is in poker. So, what about, like, what Joseph Hatchin did it? The year after his main event, when he was hugging a Rio Foreman, when he knew that he only had two outs, when there was a set flop. Remember that hand? When he busted with his aces? Yeah, yeah. Someone flopped instead of Jackson. He was almost in tears, hugging like a real floor person. <laughs> well, you know, Joe Hatcham actually thinks he's unlucky in poker. Yes, he does. He actually makes comments when he loses uh, tournaments. Oh, well, that's just how I run. So, you know, Joe, Joe Hatcham, $7.5 million winner of the World Series of Poker, uh... He's unlucky. Very unlucky guy, that Joe Hatcham. But uh, anyway, Sam Trickett 
had money stolen from him. He has been talking about that for a while, but would not identify who stole the money from him. Apparently, it was 25,000 euros, which is equal to, I don't know, 30,000 bucks or so. He would not identify the person who did it, which is kind of strange. I guess he was hoping the person would hear his threats about revealing who they were and would come forward and pay him. But uh, it didn't happen. And finally, Sam Trickett could not keep quiet any longer. And he started tweeting at Andrew Feldman. And uh, it became pretty clear that Andrew Feldman was the one who did not pay him. And uh, Feldman actually responded to these tweets, saying... Fed, of, fed up of constantly being linked to the Sam Trigget scandal. It's been almost a month since he said he would out the thief. I wonder if he's just doing this for attention in another case of the boy who cried wolf. Sam Trickett, the poker world deserves an answer. This is pretty brash from the guy who's accused of actually stealing. Uh, now I'm hearing that I used Sam Trickett money to fund the donations I gave out in Secret Millionaire. Where are these rumors coming from? And then he wrote, If you hang out with skunks long enough, you begin to smell like one. Good night, tweeps. And then uh, Sam Trickett responded, Going to leave it at that. I'll see him again sometime. Time to get my head down and win some money. Not going to go into detail, but please, nobody trust Andrew Feldman. The guy is a very deluded, untrustworthy person. I found out the hard way. And then he tweeted at him, Andrew Feldman, it's funny how you haven't denied anything. And then tweeted, I feel sorry for you, kid. Enjoy all your money. Make it last. Don't play poker with it, though, because you might cry if you lose again. <laughs> <laughs> So, so uh, wow. the, the story is that uh, Trickett uh, lent money to Feldman in Vienna for twenty five thousand euro, and uh, and that Feldman just hasn't paid him back and refused to, and uh, and someone came forward. Now this is one of his friend, one of Trickett's friends, named Chris Sly, but said, uh, "Are you being serious? I personally witnessed Sam lending you the money." Uh, a very large amount of euros. Now you're getting out of poker, so you're not paying him. Disgrace. So, I, I think it's pretty clear from all of this, from following the whole story, that Trick is telling the truth, and that uh, Andrew Feldman really is the guy who borrowed 25,000 euros and didn't pay back. And as I've said many times before, and of course this site is called PokerFraudAlert.com, and I can tell you. I can tell you from watching so many of these types of stories over the many years I've been in the poker community that just about every single time someone says that someone else owes them money or someone else cheated them, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even think of one where someone was just completely wrongfully accused of cheating someone. I can't Kowski's stating in the chat that Trickett's girlfriend then tweeted that Feldman flew a prostitute to Australia. So this seems to have gotten really, really ugly, huh? Yeah, I, I heard about that as well. Yeah, that, that uh, Feldman flew a prostitute to Australia. That uh, Sam Trickett's girlfriend was the main one, like, really getting nasty there. That Trickett was kind of just dropping cryptic tweets that made it clear it was Feldman who cheated him. But uh, that his girlfriend was actually coming forward and saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, Feldman, he, he flew a prostitute to Australia when he was playing there. And it was actually getting personal. So, yeah, I guess we do have one person who was wrongfully accused of being a filthy cheat, and that was our very own user and uh, part owner of a site that Brandon owns, Jasip. He was accused of uh, cheating someone of $400, and it turned out 
It was not true. It was just a guy who oh, was, that was uh, such a joke. Yeah, yeah I remember he was that. Jumping the gun. And then didn't uh, the, it was a conspiracy theorist day because the thread disappeared and right? Isn't that's what you're talking? Well, that's about, right. right. Yeah, I, I accidentally deleted the thread. Yeah, here's actually the. Uh, Thanks to Bukowski, the walking image library, who just has like yeah. instant access to everything. Uh, he just sent me a copy of, he actually posted in our chat room, a copy of the Facebook message. from. How does that guy Wilson. get, like, get it so fast? I don't know. Like, was he just sitting there with a whole, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yes. you say something, it's right there. It's really yes. remarkable, the guy's this guy. amazing. Anyway, this is from Natasha Sandhu. That's that's the name of uh, Trickett's girlfriend. Yes, really, there's no I in our relationship. It's always we and has been for seven years. Andrew is still going strong with prostitutes, I think. He flew one out to Australia when I was there. I got to meet her. She was, um, pleasant. <laughs> I, I guess that's good that if you fly a prostitute out there that she's pleasant. One would hope. So... Uh, and then, and then she also posted a link to the YouTube of Andrew Feldman crying, and then wrote ha 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 after that. So she's really going off. So, uh, yes, a deal in our chat is saying that Bukowski is better than Kevmath. I, I don't know. He, a little bit different, but yeah, Bukowski, uh, he's quick. He, he really has just an, an amazing array of not only information but uh, pictures as well. Just. You mentioned something, Bukowski just got immediately a, a relevant link that is very useful to the story. So that's what's going on with Trickett and, and Feldman. And it's just amazing over and over and over how this occurs in poker. And I'll tell you people, a lot of people who are playing the World Series of Poker are doing so on borrowed money. I'm not talking so much about the casual players, the guys who come out from Iowa to play one $1,500 no-limit event. These guys are playing with their own money. I'm talking about the poker pros, both the really well-known ones and the not-so-well-known ones. Anyone who's like a poker pro, a good chance that a poker pro at your table is not playing with his own money, that he's either backed or he borrowed money or... No. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, It's amazing how many of them are actually broke or just unable bankroll-wise to put themselves into these tournaments. And, they, of course, they never say it. They never sit down and say, hi, I'm playing thanks to such and such who put me in here. You, you think they're playing on their own money. And you can see them play, like, 100 k worth of World Series events, and you assume they have to be playing on their own money. But so often they're not. And before you get jealous of these people, before you look and see these guys playing these high-stakes tournaments and cashing in some of them, and it looks like they're living the time of their lives... A lot of them are actually broke, and that's why a lot of them just disappear one day. Getting back to what you said before, uh, in terms of the one drop, one drop, and people that have committed to play, regardless if the money affected you at all, drop. Would you have some concern playing in a tournament like that, knowing that a majority of the pros that you're going to be playing with either have deals or, or, or using shared money, same backers? I mean, there's got to be some sort of conflict of interest in that. That uh, I mean, I know. I mean, do you, know, do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but I'm not sure if I'd be that concerned here because Guy Liberté has so much money, and that's probably why he didn't flinch with putting all these different pros in, in the field because he was really the one in charge of this event. This is right. kind of his thing. Well, yeah, this is his charity. Yeah, yes. this is his charity here. So rather than just directly giving money to the charity, 
he's doing this poker event, so maybe he's seeing this as instead of giving twenty million to the charity directly, he'll buy in twenty poker pros and make it interesting for the people who are actually really donating money to the charity, aside from him, uh, all the rich businessmen. So this way, they it's not just twenty rich businessmen playing each other; it's twenty rich businessmen playing against various well-known pros, and it makes the field more interesting. Do you think? Ethically, it should be announced exactly his role and who he staked or put in or percentages or any of that before the tournament starts, so, so there's full disclosure to everyone or no? Uh, believe it or not, I don't think in this case it should be because I, I, I don't see him pulling a men the master and saying, okay, if you're against any of my horses, if they raise and then some one of my other horses three bets you, then you fold. Like That's what men the master used to tell his horses, that you never re-raise men, and if men re-raise you, you fold. Like that was a that was a story that's pretty credible that was posted on uh, Rec Gambling Poker a while back about uh, the way men operated in the LA tournaments. But uh, I don't think Guy Leliberté is doing this. I don't think he'll give any kind of instruction to any of the people he's backing to soft play the other people he's backing because this is really just all for his charity and to make the tournament interesting. And I don't think he's so worried about uh, one of his horses winning. So I'd be shocked if. Guy said or implied anything to anyone he put in that you had to soft play the other guys he put in. So I think everyone's going to show up and try to play, and of course it'd be a lot of publicity for anyone who's a poker pro that wins this thing. And I'm guessing it probably will be a poker pro who wins, because all these unknown names who are playing, I mean, yeah, they're sure they can get lucky, but I mean, these guys probably aren't very good at poker. And uh, I I think they're going to get crushed by all these really good pros in the field. So just about surely going to be won by a poker pro. And I think every poker pro wants to be the guy that wins this, not just for whatever money he'll get out of it. Even if it's like 5%, still a good deal of money, but but for the notoriety of winning the biggest buy-in poker tournament ever. And I don't know if they're going to run this again next year, but if they don't, I don't know when the next tournament will be that would be bigger than $1 million buy-in. So, um, now... Deal is suggesting in our chat that rather than Guy having anything to do with people soft playing each other, that maybe the pros themselves will just swap percentages and either I wouldn't say collude. He's a collude. I don't think they're going to directly collude, but I could see where that's they also a lot of what I was thinking too. Just the fact that there are going to be a lot of deals made because there's a, there's that much money that's involved. Yeah, where I I could see it where they swap a percentage and then make some kind of soft playing agreement behind the scenes. Like we're gonna each swap our percentage right. here, and then and then you know we're not gonna put each other all in unless it's absolutely unless we uh, absolutely have to. So. Well, that's kind of like collusion light. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's various forms of collusion. It is considered collusion, but it's not quite the same. In fact, uh, that was the type of collusion that Stocks Trader and his friend uh, Kinetica, who you know, and these two were uh, Nick Redzian and uh, Rob Papp. They were accused of this, uh, I think, two years ago of on Stars, where they would always play in the same games, and it was shown by a lot of statistical analysis that these two were engaging in extreme soft play with one another, that they barely ever re-raised each other, and you know, basically they had some kind of uh, agreement that they're going to play each other very soft, which, of course, uh, especially in six-max games, made it a lot easier for the two to play in general. So uh, that was called collusion. That is cheating. They should have been kicked off the site for it. Um, 
I believe that Stock Trader was kicked off the site but allowed to get his money, and Connecticut was actually allowed to stay, at least until they kicked Americans off, Poker Stars. But uh, that, that is exactly what they were accused of doing, was uh, bo- actually both soft playing and multi-accounting. So, anyway, um, that's the story of the one-drop tournament. If you want to call in, especially Jstat, I'd really love to hear from Jstat about the encounter he had with the snake in the grass at the World Series of Poker. Yeah, he had stated in the chat that he uh, <clears throat> did not feel that he had a good persona for radio. I encouraged him to call, and then I asked him if he did not want to call or come on radio, if he wanted to send me a statement. Uh, now, the more I, I spoke to them in the chat, I really believe something obviously did go on, that if he sent me something on PFA, that I would just read it verbatim and attribute it to him if he didn't want to call in. Okay. So hopefully, uh, one way or the other, we'll get some more information on that, because that, that Definitely uh, sounded very interesting. And yeah. I, I guess according to him, it, it seemed as if there was some bad blood in the past. He had mentioned something, I don't know if you guys saw in the chat, because obviously we're on air, that uh, he had been either banned or there had been some words exchanged on uh, the Quadjax podcast in a chat before that he had with them. So I think there might even be some prior history. But uh, I don't know, I see that Jay Stats on the chat, so if he wants to... Uh, call in, you're welcome to, or if not, like I mentioned before, just send me a, you know, a detailed account of it, and I'll read it live on the air. Um, so, well, what are the numbers again to call in, Drew? So, the numbers to call in, uh, I'll give you three phone numbers you can call. Actually, two phone numbers that are the same, and then one that's different. 775-FRAUD-55, also known as 775-372-8355, or, if you want to call a number in the Las Vegas area, 702 430 1808. Those are the numbers to call up if you would like to speak to us. We also have a, a game tonight, which is, once again, older or younger than Druff. Nice. Where you hear the names of six different poker pros, or actually we have one this time who is not a pro in poker, but a well-known figure involved with poker. These people are all somewhat near my age. I'm 40 years old, turned 40 a few months ago. And you have to guess if they are older or younger than me. And if you get four out of the six right, you win $10 shipped to you in any way you'd like. So uh, we'll, we will have that game shortly. Uh, before we do that, uh, again, the phones are open if anybody would like to call. Uh, we also, uh, of course, we have Vowels here who uh, hasn't spoken all that much tonight, maybe because uh, she's afraid her microphone isn't that good. But uh, That is. I, I hate the, the tinny sound that I'm producing, so I, I, I've been trying to keep a little quiet. Okay, well, just try to put it out of your mind. Since you can't hear yourself, just picture that everybody hears you, not just as your voice really is, but everybody hears you as you hear yourself. Well, unfortunately, people in the chat have let me know that it doesn't sound good. So, <laughs> so We're right. also going to check in with Matt the Rat, and I'll send you his number uh, that's right. let's, let's call later him. on. If I, we can call Matt the Rat right now. In fact, I, I messed up something. I've been putting up these threads in the 2012 World Series of Poker Forum where... I had a thread for each event, and if you want to tweet with hashtag PFA and the event number, like, for example, for event 35, you know, hashtag PFA 35, and then it'll automatically appear in our thread about that event. Well, I forgot to make one for event number 38, and unfortunately, he was tweeting today. He played event number 38, and it did not appear. Now, I can make the thread after the fact. He actually busted out of the event, so the, uh, they'll all kind of just like appear at once, and it'll look kind of weird. But uh, 
I, he thought it would be posting here, and it didn't, and I, I feel bad about it because I, I want to give people positive reinforcement for doing things like that because I, I want this to be like a community where it's not just me you're watching, it's not just Brandon you're watching, but it's other people who are just users on the site that uh, will tweet out hashtag PFA whatever, and then it'll appear in our threads. In fact, I saw a few people doing that. I didn't even know who they are, but I was happy to see that, that people are, are just doing this, that they want their tweets appearing in our World Series threads. And uh, it's also, you know, if you make a deep run, it's also interesting to just, like, kind of go back there and read your own tweets in the thread. It's kind of like your mood as it was progressing through the tournament. Uh, we have not had any users of our site get really deep yet in the World Series, but hopefully that changes. And... Uh, Anyway, if you can send me the... Ma- I did. Actually, we have, a, we have a call in first. I'll take that. Sure. Caller from the 510 area code. You are on Poker Fraud Alert Radio with Druff, Drexel, and Vowels. Um, am I on the air? This is um, Dandruff? Yes, this is Dandruff. Hello. Hi, this is Jay Stat. Jay Stat. Uh, hey, glad you called in, Jay Stat. Yeah, glad to have you. Yeah. Now just yeah, I have the courage uh, to yeah, talk. Just, just, just to make sure it's yeah. really you, because you know you were saying at first you wouldn't call in, and now you are calling in, which I'm very happy to hear. Uh, can you type oh. something <laughs> in the chat as yourself? Because we got rolled this way once before, where someone called up pretending to be Jay Searles, and then and then we uh, talked to I'll him. I'll just push here. Um, yeah, okay, I see. Type yeah, here. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that's so I, I commend you for calling in, and uh, so you had an encounter with Zach from Quad Jacks, also known as the Snake in the Grass. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what occurred? Well, it, ha- it happened yesterday. I, uh, I'm an advantage player like you. I play uh, blackjack, and uh, I played the strip all day. And uh, about 6, 7 o'clock, I, I won a little bit. And then I decided to stop by the Quad Jacks uh, booth and uh, say hello to uh, Zach and Marco and man up and iron out our differences. Now, what were your differences prior to this? Was was it related to anything from our side, or you had something you didn't like about him independent of us? Well, during the chat, I have my own opinions, and uh, they differed. Zach differed with my opinions. I don't I don't follow his script. And, uh, you know, I can't help what other people feel on my opinions, but I've never, never said anything wrong. Okay. But he, him and I just don't get along. Okay. So you went up to the booth so I and I wanted to apologize. Well, that was very nice of you. Okay, so you went to apologize to him to the, at the Quadjax booth. You, you actually went yeah, up. Yeah, I told him man to man, face to face, here I am. And, uh, if we could get off to a new start. Uh, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. Was that you, Brandon? That was a pretty big sneeze there. Yeah, that was me. I told you I'm a little under the weather. Excuse me. Go on. I'm, I'm muting my mic. Okay. I'm used to old pit bosses. Yeah. You know, you, know, you used to work at the Mirage, Drexel, right? Drexel, did you used to work at the Mirage? I think I think he went away to go blow his nose or something. So. Oh, okay. So, okay. so anyway, go, go on with your story. Yeah, so uh, Marco had said I tweeted uh, something uh, 
uh, not good for quad jacks because of the Seth, Seth Polanski uh, video which you play, uh, uh, making fun of that, uh, you know, that blah, 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 blah. Uh, so he actually got mad that you retweeted? He was mad about that? Correct. <laughs> and and, I, and I, call, I call them idiots for uh, putting such a bad uh, video <laughs> on YouTube. So and they, they should have been ousted off of, from the WSOP. So that's what he was so mad Seth about? Was, that's what he was so mad about was... <laughs> okay, now... <laughs> that, 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 that had to be the worst video. If I, if I were the vice president of Caesars Entertainment, they would have been shown the door... <laughs> so so okay so so what happened so you he was mad at you t- tweeting about that video we were laughing about and then what did he say uh well we, we, we've had a past i don't know what i've said i said what have i said and he's you know were you I, hoping for a reconciliation from this confrontation yes okay and so what did he say yes, back so you, you you pretty much came up and apologized to him right uh, a couple times I, I, I complimented uh, Quad Jacks because uh, <laughs> since Black Friday I learned so much about poker and the industry. <laughs> That's a left-hand you know. compliment. So, so you know, okay. twice. So, so you, know, you talking so, to uh, Madison, Negrano, um, the, the casino industry strategy. Yeah. So poker what did he gossip. say? What did he say back when you said all this stuff to him? What did he say back? Yeah. Well, well, Marco said thank you, and uh, he said uh, if we were in a back alley, you wouldn't you wouldn't live. <laughs> so you wow. came, so hold wow. on, you came, so you came up to the snake in the grass and you told him all these nice things about Quad Jacks. He learned a lot from his podcasts and stuff, and then uh, um, you said, you know, here I am, you know, face to face, just talking about the stuff I said, and he said his response. Marco said thank you, and his response was, if we were in alley here, you wouldn't live? Yeah. Wow. What an and, and I told him I wouldn't bet against me. You know, I probably could take care of myself. You know, I might get lucky and run. Now, now how old are you? Or, I'm over 50. That's, he asked me three times. So, you know, beating up on a senior citizen. Now, did you play in the seniors tournament? Uh, no, I, I played blackjack on the strip. Okay, so you didn't play any... So, but if you play blackjack on the strip, though, what were you doing down at the Rio? Were you playing any tournaments there? I, I wanted to experience uh, the World Series of Poker at the Rio. Okay, so you, you, know, so, you uh, so you weren't actually playing there, you just wanted to kind of come down and take a look at it? Yeah, and maybe report on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jay Stubbs, this is, this is Drexel. Do you live in Vegas, or are you here on vacation now? Uh, I live in the Bay Area. I used to work in Vegas. I was a craps dealer. Okay. And, uh, like, my, like myself, I was actually a craps dealer about 10 years ago. Yeah, I dealt the quarter, the 25-cent game at Cal Neva and Reno, and then worked at Sahara at Harvey's, and worked at the Mint. Wow. So, so uh, and, do you, when you do the card counting, uh, do they give you a hard time? Do they uh, catch you and ban you from any blackjack games, or does your age actually help you in that there aren't all that many card counters who are uh, who are over fifty? Well, Harris does not bother me. Uh, I, I, I count their single deck games up in Tahoe. MGM Mirage barred me ten years ago on the six deck game. 
huh. winning four thousand hmm. dollars. And uh, so I hit and run. Yeah, you know, well, I, it's called wonging. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'd be. Uh, I think once I'm older, though, they'll probably know. They already know me somewhere here, but I think if I were older, they would probably give me less of a hard time. But uh, I, I'm right at the. I, I haven't received. I, I haven't received any heat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the last ten years, I'll play ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. No, no heat from pit yeah. bosses. Yeah, when you're in your 30s or 40 years old or you know late 20s, that's right around what they expect you to be when you're card counting. So that's always the hardest to get away with. The, the older you are, once you're approaching senior citizen age, they start to suspect it a lot less. And if you're female, you really but, get away with a lot. So Vegas has changed so much. When I played in the 90s, the MIT games, they had blackjack everywhere. Now it looks like Vegas Vacation when they had that scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, all the weird games. You know, they have three yeah. cards, yeah, the all the carny games. You well, don't they, see the six-deck games everywhere. Well, they really anymore. came up with uh, this casino war. Like, that was a joke in uh, Vegas Vacation, and then they really came up with it. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be seeing any rock, scissors, paper, though, anytime soon. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Yep. But uh, so I had a good day. I was feeling good, so I had the cur- I, I had the courage to say hello to the quad jacks boys. Hmm. Well, I, I just can't believe the hate that came out of that person. He threatened you. How did you leave it? Did you just walk away, or what was the last words said? Well, I, I stood there because I, I think I could take care of myself. Twenty thirty years ago, I would have definitely taken care of myself, and. Uh, so, uh, I'm not going to back down. I'll stand right up to a threat. You know, okay. Well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm not going to challenge him to a fight. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I think she's asking here, like, like, how did it end? Like, uh, when you walked away, what was the final thing said? Well, I walked away. And he, he he walked with me down the hall. I, mean, I went to the, uh, the main room. Is that the Amazon room? So, yeah, so wait, he actually followed you down the hall after you walked away? Yeah, we were walking side to side. Oh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just minding my business. And uh, I was making my left of the Amazon room. He was making my right. And he says, don't go in the back alleys. Uh, you know. Boy, him with the back alleys. So he threatened yeah. you several times. You know, yeah, a couple of times. I, I really didn't appreciate that. He was calling me immature, and I didn't want to <laughs> fuel the fire by saying, sure, immature for you in a position at WSOP by Caesars Entertainment being uh, credentialed to threaten um, a customer. I was staying at the Rio, and I'm a Diamond member. Yeah, you should have complained, actually. If you complained to... Uh you know, one of the managers in charge of the World Series and say that that uh, one of the credentialed media was threatening you just when you approached them uh, because of some problem you had online. That, uh, well, I, I have no proof of it. It's he yeah, said, she said. No, I know, he, but uh, it's, it still would look bad for them. Because the, but the it, I, I are, drove uh, from Vegas to uh, the Bay Area today, and it, it kind of bothered me. It's, you know, I, I, I didn't want to blow up and... Uh, you know, start a fight. You know, maybe it would have helped if I would have had Young Smooth right now for David Druff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, Seth Polanski would have been the person to talk to. 
Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, but uh, I, I I don't know why I'm confessing to all your audience, but uh, no, you know, if something ever story. did happen to me, well, it's on a podcast. No, don't worry. <laughs> if something ever happens to you at the hands of the snake in the grass, we will avenge your death. The the site yeah. will not rest until the, the snake in the grass is uh, is in his cage. Jack, you know, I, I can imagine the headlines. You know, uh, gambler beat up by radio host. <laughs> uh, se- senior beat up by a uh, radio host. So, yeah, the uh, it's so strange. I wonder when did this occur. I wonder how close this was to when the snake in the grass tried to talk to me. What do you know? What day this happened? Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Twenty-four okay. hours ago. Oh, okay. No, so that was a while after because uh, this happened to me. Right after I played, or during when I was playing the Limit Shootout, which was uh, last week, and uh, oh okay, and I, as I said, I didn't get any kind of threats from him or anything. He, it was just kind of a weird, awkward exchange. Jeff, he, what is his Twitter? Our fans want to know. I, I don't know, but I'm sure Bukowski or someone can find it. That, that's how little I tweet to him that I, I don't even know his Twitter. I, I think at Quad Jacks is one of them, but I don't know if he manages that or if it's uh, Marco doing that. I was shocked at the the behavior, calling me immature, then calling me down the, the fight. Now yeah, that that's thirteen year old stuff. Yeah, that's it. You don't do that. Yeah. Well, you know, it, yeah, it, definitely, it's shaking uh, me up so much. I'm talking to you now. Yeah. No. Th- thanks for telling us. You know, they they have a, a radio show that likes to call out people in poker for doing things that are wrong, and uh, I think it's only fitting that when Zach does things that are wrong that it's called out on other shows. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I thought I'd, you know, uh, you asked me to call, so yeah, I'm calling just in. I'm not chat. much of a radio voice, and I, I'm probably worse uh, on TV. <laughs> well, this <laughs> is just look. posted in, in the chat. Uh, um, it's twitter.com slash uh, zekday, Z-E-K-D-A-Y-0. Zekday0. Yeah, well, I, I, I've Twittered about him three or four times. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, we appreciate you calling and telling us this, and this is just more outrageous, I think, than any of the other snake. And I mean, because all that other stuff's just been behind the scenes, never any kind of threat of violence. But this yeah. is a little, uh, right. but there's I mean, no even proof of it. Just my word, and, and you know, uh, the mature thing to do is just try to make up, or okay, let, let's stop. Arguing. Well, yeah, that's like what I was saying before was like my feeling if I saw the snake in the grass at the World Series, I just wasn't going to talk to him. I wasn't going to start confrontations or start a scene. I just was going to ignore him. And that's why I found it was odd that I'm sitting there on my phone just typing away and uh, uh, sending texts or whatever I was doing. And he calls out to me and then doesn't really, he just wants to say hi and wants me to say hi back. It was really strange. So, but you definitely had a much worse situation. You too. He, he talked to you? Well, yeah, I say it was early. You must have missed it earlier in the show. Uh, he came, like, yeah. a week ago. He just saw me sitting there at the World Series and say, is that Dan Druff? And then I look up and it's him. And it's like, I didn't know what he wanted me to say. And I even said that to him. Like, what do you want me to say to you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm just saying hello. You have a lot to say about me on Twitter. And I said, well, I said everything I have to say about you. But what do you want now? I told him I, I, I've been polite. I, 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 I say what I like to say, but I never called you a snake in the grass, Zach. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thank you for calling, uh, Jay Stanton. Yeah, very, very interesting story. 
And uh, I think people in our chat seem that they want to uh, contact him on Twitter, so I'm sure he'll be hearing about this. So th- thank you for letting us know about this whole thing. Well, I, I enjoy your uh, your po- poker fraud site, and I, I post there once in a while. These guys are doing a good job. Thanks, right. Todd. Thanks for listening, and definitely, again, uh, thank you very much for calling in. And, you know, most of the stuff, like I mentioned, he's done has been behind the scenes, and I've never known him to be confrontational in this manner. Yeah, uh, so I this is just, uh, it's really outrageous. Yeah. And that's just, that's just... I it almost just smells of being like a psychopath or something. I guess, Jeff, I guess he has to... Well, uh, I thought so, too. I think he's yeah. resorting to this now. Maybe he doesn't have uh, Peter Lubrano to make threats to people, so maybe uh, he's yeah, taken over that, that role. enforcer. Maybe uh, he's taken Pete's role. Okay, thank you, Jason. Thank you for the call. Yeah, no, no problem, Todd. Take- nope. He's saying take care, and I cut him off. That wasn't very polite. Sounds a very nice guy. Yeah. No, it's always interesting. I like it when people call that we don't know anything about or, you know, just, uh, you know, the, the, the demographic. Someone over 50 is not really even a poker player that enjoys our show and is a part of our community. It's, you know, it's always interesting just to hear people for the first time, yeah. you know, that you just have no idea about. It is interesting because I, I didn't know we had that sort of uh, demographic in, in our listenership or our posters. Yeah. So, uh, hockey guy in the chat is asking if Zach knows that we have a table in our poker room named after him. That's true. Well, guys, if he doesn't, let him know that uh, that he does. Again, anyone that is listening uh, in the archives that is not listening live, what? One more time, what is the uh, Twitter name? It's, it's Zek. That's Z E K Day D A Y zero. Zek Day zero. That's the number zero, not the word zero. All right, we have a call. I think this is one step ahead. Hello. Hello. I, 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 I hear uh, some disappointment in your voice. No, no, I'm not disappointment. No, we're always happy to hear from you. Honey. I mean, I, I, I renamed the One Drop Tournament the One Step Tournament, and Tom Dewan's in it, so... Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. No Tony uh, Guns. Can we, can we make, a, can, can we make a, a promise? Can you make like a, like a profit with zero money involved where if he wins the tournament, you have to get him on air? Look, I would love to have him on air. Uh, I don't need a prop bet to do that. We just—it's just kind of hard to reach him. He doesn't answer his phone. If you could reach, you could you could reach Phil Hamilton. You can't reach Tom Dwan. Give me a fucking break. No, Go it's on. just he doesn't seem to answer his phone, or at least he doesn't answer for numbers. He yeah, yeah, well. yeah. So, listen, don't don't bullshit me. You're come on. <laughs> uh, listen. So okay. So um, on another uh, on another show, uh, they mentioned uh, there was an interview with Paul Darden. Um, and he, he mentioned that he was diagnosed with MS. But um, I did some further research, and uh, he's also afflicted with another condition, not uh, posted. Do you guys want to know what it is? What it is? I, I'm sure there's some kind of uh, racist joke in here, but go ahead. Yes, it's, uh, it's because he's a shark, uh, being a shark. That another illness is not uh, reported. I just um, a okay, and... Uh, can you can you uh, give a call to Iceman later as well? Well, we're having that's another person we've had a little bit of hard time reaching recently. There's I, uh, I don't know if it's yeah, the poker economy okay. or what, yeah. but uh, you know some people have just uh, they've gotten hard to reach and locate, and the Iceman's one of them. But when we do reach yeah. him, we'll definitely have him back on the show. He's he's busy with the copios, right? Yeah, it's okay, I understand. Uh, and number number two also is uh, if you guys don't know if you've seen this. Um, uh, there was this thing on YouTube where uh, this guy like pretended to be a zombie, a zombie, and uh, he went. He lives in Miami, and he went to like black basketball playground and like pretended to be a zombie and tried to attack them. It's uh, it's 
pretty funny. Uh, if you, if you guys, if you guys, we should be back on the air now. I'm just logging back into the chat. Wow, we still have 46 people listening in the chat. Does someone please confirm that you can hear the yes? Okay, Bootsy Collins with a yes. Back, back. So let me explain to people in the archives who are listening what happened, and even people who are not in the archives what occurred. Uh, I bought a new sound card today that was the exact same type that I had before. Now, I thought the one that broke before just broke because it was getting older, but that's not the case. Uh, apparently, this type of sound card, it's an external sound card that plugs into the USB port of my computer, is very sensitive to being bumped. So, when I bumped the sound card, because Ken Scaler called my cell phone, and we're going to have him on the show. He called my cell phone, I jumped up to get my cell phone. In the process of grabbing my cell phone, I bumped the sound card against the side of the door, and all of a sudden, it lost power and would not come back on. And it was not a hard bump. It was just kind of like a soft bump. I was very surprised that this killed the new sound card. But I guess these things are super sensitive. There's nothing outwardly wrong-looking with it, but it just is not working anymore. So just like last week, we now have Brandon running the show. And the thing that took the extra time, there were two things as far as what took the extra time to set back up. Thing number one was the fact that Brandon's laptop that has the stereo mixing capability to run the show is very, very old. And this is not his main laptop. He has an old laptop, which is the only one he can use to run the show. That takes a long time to boot. And the second problem was we needed a Skype account that he could use to be able to make calls in and out of the show. So uh, Vegas Poker Radio, which is also syndicating this show and broadcasting this show every time we do it and archiving our show on their site, and they have their own shows as well, uh, they very generously offered to give us their Skype account to finish this show. So uh, if you want to call the show, Brandon is the one manning the controls, and you're going to have to call the Vegas Poker Radio phone number. So this phone number you're only going to use for this show for the remainder of this episode. When we come back on next week, we're going to be back to our regular 775 Fraud 55. And, of course, order. that's assuming you don't go three for three with sound cards. <laughs> yeah. So, so this week, the phone number is 702-475-LIMP, L-I-M-P, also known as 702-475-5467. So that's the number to call. And it will be Brandon answering the phone this time. It will be Brandon manning the controls for the rest of the time. And, uh, you know, we almost just ended it and just let the show end on the failure that occurred. But uh, we wanted the show to go on. So we uh, went through all this hassle and we're back on here. And we appreciate everybody that stayed around. And if you're hearing this in the archives, that's why you're hearing it jump from the middle of a one-step phone call to this little explanation. So uh, uh, I will be getting another sound card again next week. Refund. Yeah, I will be getting a refund for this, like a yeah. uh, good Jew always would. And <laughs> next week we will, and I, I had the Havana Nagila already to play, but of course I can't play it because I'm not running the show anymore. But uh, next week everything should be back to normal, I hope. We keep saying that and hopefully it will be next week, but... Uh, I did not expect that new sound card to break down on the first day just because of a slight bump. But at Jeff, least we had give the call-in number one more time? Yes, it's uh, 702-475-LIMP. 702-475-5467 if you want to call in. And in fact, uh, we're going to start this off 
with a contest of older or younger than Druff. So call that number, 702-475-LIMP, 702-475-5467. The first person who gets through will be eligible to win the $10 if you can correctly tell us at least four of the six people whether they are older or younger than I am. And we're going to, of course, have the hosts play along as well. As well. It won't affect the game, but you will be able to see if you can do better than them. So call that if you want to win two bucks. Even if you just want to donate the ten bucks back to next week's contest or whatever, you can do whatever you want with it. I will pay you on PayPal, on Hero Poker, with a check, with cash, whatever you would like. So we have, right, a, we have, yeah, we have a caller. Oh, they just hung right up. Oh, wow. Nobody wants to win. The ring wants the caller. The, I think it was a 407 area code. Call back again and uh, try to win some of... Uh, 702-475-LIMP. 702-475-5467. The phone line, they're, they're lighting up now. Caller, you are on the air on the Druff Drexel Vallow Show. Who are we speaking with? Hi, man. This is Lamb T. <laughs> Hello, Slim T. What's up, buddy? Okay, so Slim T, by the way, before we... Are you calling to play the contest? Well, I, I can play the contest. Well, it's not you can. That's what we were announcing is we're doing right now. I, I ain't know. I, I, done, I done been outside for about 15 minutes, and I tried to call three or four times and left you an answering machine message. Oh, that's, that's very nice of you. So I, I guess you can play if you'd like. Now, you are coming out here. What date are you coming very soon, right? Right. I, right. I, I come out on Saturday uh, on Southwest. I don't be out there about 5 o'clock. I was staying for two weeks. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I am looking forward to meeting you, Slim T. It's, uh, you're pretty got to be a pretty well-known character here, and uh, I will report back to people if you really are as backwoods in person as you are on both the phone and, and your posts. Right, right. I figured you was, so that'd be cool. And I, I done buy you a steak, too, man. If you want to go with me and Drexel, we got to go get us a steak. Uh, I do apologize. Oh, all right, great. All right, so... Uh, and I'd like to talk to Slim T about this. He had PM'd me after our last show, or it might have been the show before, and he asked if um, I wasn't interested in keeping uh, a bet that we had made, and I wasn't aware that we had made a bet. But I actually saw Slim T, I could have sworn, sign in under a different name on uh, the website. So, Jeff, can you attest to knowing whether or not there is more than one identity for this individual? Well, I, I know there's been some suspicions that uh, Slim T and Raw Wolf are the same person, and it's been said. Uh, but uh, I don't know if that's the name you said you saw. But uh, that, that has been theorized. I haven't attempted to look into that if it's true or not and yeah, you know, I, I don't even mind if people have multiple multiple accounts on my site as long as they're not banned so that's why I haven't really bothered to sure, no. and he's not in any way um, you know messing up the website but I just um, I was thinking I was talking to somebody who was playing a character but in PM he was keeping up that character 100% and uh, saying well do we have the bet or not and honestly I I'm not sure if I'm talking to a real person or not <laughs> right, but that, that's what that's what I don't think is funny. Because I mean, I tell you what, 
instead of you giving me the hundred when I'll be out there and go meet everybody, because I'm going to be there and you're going to owe me the hundred, I'm going to just give you the hundred, because I don't even give a shit, just to prove that I'm there and I gave you a hundred. So that's what I'm going to do. And I ain't, I ain't even going to know if you, the, the woman I give the money to is really vowels or what. I ain't going to know. Vowels but I'm going to give it to You won't be seeing vowels. She doesn't live in Las Vegas, so you will not be meeting her. She's, she's in Arizona. Oh, right. I thought she was going to be there. Slim if, no, you, no. Slim, if you happen to see those snakes in the grass, what are you going to say to them? Those snakes in the oh, grass? Oh, man. They, they ain't wanting to meet me. I promise you. I way that during... Uh, uh, well, yeah, during uh, Pete guy done talk. I done forgot his last name, but I ain't think he worth the shit. He done be a loudmouth. I guarantee you, Greg, so he ain't going to say a goddamn word to my face. I mean, the, at best, all they're going to really say to you is... Right. Yeah, I mean, that's really all I, prom- I promise you this. I done <laughs> seen, you know, on that Quad Jacks uh, site, when the Black Friday done got first gone down, I done seen several videos of them trying to interview people, and they make fun of them while they're interviewing them. I done, I done thought about it, and if Marco does that to me, I'm going to go for it for about 60 seconds, and then I'm going to slap him just like he's one of my half-raised hogs. And I'm going to hit him so goddamn hard, I promise you, he don't ever do that to nobody again, ever. <laughs> you know, if this is a character, I have to say he's quite good. Quite yeah, well, yeah, I, I really can't wait to meet this guy. This should be a very interesting meeting. So, uh, Slim T, would you like to play the older or younger than Druff game? Hey, man, I'll play. And if I win, I want to donate it to the attorney next week. All right, very good. Very generous of you. Okay, so we have six people I'm going to name. Uh, these are all people in my general age range. I just turned 40 a few months ago. You have to say whether they're older or younger than me. Uh, first, you, Slim T, will say so. Then our two co-hosts here will say what they think, and then I will give the answer. So, Slim T, the first right. one. First one, Alan Cunningham, older or younger than Druff? I'm going to say older. And what do you say, Angel? I, I think um, older. What do you say, Brandon? Definitely older. You guys are not just wrong. You're way wrong. Alan Cunningham, born in 1977, 35 years old. Can you wow. believe it? This is some Hi, man. five years. <laughs> they don't look old to me. Sorry. Wow. Yep, he does wow. look old for his age. I, that's why I picked that one. Okay, so you're 0 for 1, unfortunately. You need to get four of the next five correct in order to win. Otherwise, it uh, will get rolled into next week, and the winner of next week will win 20. All right, so next one. This is not a poker player, so people who haven't really looked at a picture of this guy will be at a disadvantage, but uh, I thought he was worth including here. World Series of Poker Tournament Director Jack Effel. Is he older or younger than Druff? And for those of you that may not know who he is, he's not the one in that Quad Jacks video that goes... (laughs) That's not him. That's Seth Polanski. We're talking about Jack Effel. Right, he's the World Series of Poker Tournament Director. I'm going to say older. What do you think, Angel? I'm going younger. And what do you say, Brandon? I'm going older. Angel is the only correct one. Wow. Slim T is up against the wall now, has to get the remaining four right to win. Jack Ethel, born in 1976. He's only 36 years old. Yeah, he's got a baby face. Okay. Number three, this will be a poker player who listens to this show. Matt Glantz, who uh, did very well last week in the event that I bubbled in. He final tabled that one. 
I'm going to say Elder. What do you say, Angel? Oh, he definitely looks like he's cussing on 40. I'm going to go older. What do you say, Brandon? Got to go older. You guys are all correct. Matt Glantz is older, not much older, but born November 1971. He did turn 40 before I did, so you're all correct. So, one point Slim there. One point. One point there for Slim T. Next one. A guy I sat next to at my last tournament, the 2500 Mixed Hold'em. He accumulated a very big stack and then lost it all, though admittedly uh, some of the hands he lost, uh, I have to say, he took some bad beats and coolers. John Juwanda, former Full Tilt owner. I don't think Ooh. he was involved in any of the shenanigans there other than receiving money he shouldn't have, but wouldn't blame him personally. I don't, I don't think for sure he's older because he reminds me of Satan. I don't believe he's Satan. So. Okay, so Slinty thinks because he's Satan, he's older. What do you think, Angel? You know, he, this is a hard one because, um, and I don't mean to, you know, um, be racist, but <laughs> when you're looking at Asian people, they, they don't age the same. So uh, I, I'm going to go younger. Okay. And what about you, Brandon? Oh, man. I gotta go younger too. I, I, it's not. I, I, I'm gonna guess it's not gonna be by much, but I think it's. This is one of the rough trap questions where it's real, real close. I'm gonna go younger, but only by s- slightly. Well, Slim T survives. He's the correct one. John Juwan is older, born July 8th, 1971. He's almost 41 years old. Oh, but it's I knew it It was close. close. Damn. All right, so the next person we talked about earlier in the show, the version of the show I was running before my sound card uh, went into the toilet. And I like Slim T's reasoning, by the way, about him being Satan. I guess guess he was the right one. So... This person uh, has a lot of things that he's already into in life. Uh, the question is, has he been around on this earth longer than me? We're talking about Tony G. Is he older or younger than Druff? Hmm. Oh, God damn. I'm going to say younger. Okay, what, what about you, Angel? I, I'm, I'm going older. You say older? What about you, Brandon? I'm going to... Uh, Actually, this is funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually going to pass just for integrity reasons because I Googled him earlier when we were talking about the basketball thing, and it happened uh, to say his age. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I already know the answer. He knows the answer. That's yeah. very honest of you, Brandon. Okay, so. Well, I guess it really doesn't matter because I'm the one. I'm the, it doesn't, but, yeah, I, I, he's, younger than, he's younger than you. Yes, he is younger. He's born on December 17th, 1973. Now I'm forgetting what is Slim T. Did he say older or younger? He said younger. younger. He said younger. You're on a winning streak. You're three in a row. If you get the fourth one, you actually win despite missing. And you know what? If I didn't look at that and Google it or just, you know, looking up the basketball information, I would have definitely thought he was older. I would I would, I wouldn't have even hesitated. Yeah, so. I, I, I done thought he's younger because if you done seen him on Poker Stars uh, on the pewter, he done acted like he's about eight years old. <laughs> okay, so here's the last one. I, I hope you know who it is. This is uh, not as well known as some of these other guys, but uh, you know, he's, he, I believe he's won a bracelet and he's uh, accomplished a lot in poker. He's part of the whole uh, Bill Chen math crew. We're talking about Jared Ankenman, who helped uh, Bill Chen write that book about uh, the mathematics of poker. Is he older or younger than Druff? Uh, Alex, I'm going to need you to repeat the question. <laughs> We're talking about Jared Ankenman. 
He's, uh, the okay, well, it's at least a 50-50, so I'm going to say older. You're going to say older. You don't know who Jared Ankerman is. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a bonus here. I'll let you uh, redo hard, this one because you don't know who it is. One. But we'll go through this anyway. Uh, what, do you right. think, what do you think, Angel? Do you know who it is? I, you know what? I don't know who it is, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to pass. Okay, you're going to pass. And uh, what about you, Brandon? Do you know who it is? I, mean, I know who he is. I, I just... Oh, God, it's another one's going to be so close. Um, just picking some time. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say older again, and I know it's close either way. I mean, it's going to be within a year at, at best, maybe even months. I'm going to say I, just, I googled him and I found a photograph of him. I'm going to go younger. Okay, I'm going to go older, but sli- I'm gonna, oh Jesus, I don't know. It's close. It's either going to it's either older or younger, but it's slightly. Uh, you know, I'll stick to my intuition. I'll go older. You're going to say older, and what are you saying, Angel? You're saying older also? I, no, no, I went with younger, but you went I younger. have no idea if the picture that I found is uh, recent. So, Okay, well, the correct answer is that Jared Ankerman is not just younger, he's substantially younger. He's wow. actually only 34 years old. Wow. Okay. And uh, he actually had an embarrassing moment on 2 Plus 2 where someone talked about uh, a 50-year-old guy who was playing with him. And then, you know, described the person, and then Jared Ankerman posted, that was me you were playing with, and I'm 34. So, well, uh, that's interesting, and he's not as well-known, but I was able to find a photograph of him, even though I didn't know how to spell his last name. Um, and I do think he looks young, but here's the thing. You're picking guys tonight, and I noticed this, it's, it's a little harder tonight than usual, who are very, very right there, you know, on the cusp, and it's hard to tell. Yeah. Okay, well, here's, here, here's, here's the last one. I'm sure you'll know who this is, uh, all three of you. And, uh, again, someone relatively close to my age. Jeff Shulman, is he older or younger than Druff? Hmm. I'm going to go with older. What about you, Angel? Uh, I, it's older, for sure. And what about Brandon? I mean, because I, I, I know him personally... Uh, and I know how I just know how old he is just from personal experience. He's he's way younger than you. He's actually not way younger, but he is younger. He's born in nineteen seventy five. February eighteen seventy five, thirty seven years old. Okay, well not three years. That's that's you know, yeah. 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 So yeah, three years about three years. But you know what? So, Simply you're not gonna go home empty handed because you get to hear this, buddy. Oh, man, that's our song. That's, you can't turn it on the radio without that being on one station at all times of the day. It's that and stairway to heaven at all times. Yeah, you know, had, had you not known who Jeff Shulman was, the, the next bonus question was going to be uh, Doyle Brunson's bedpan, older or younger than me. Very <laughs> good. Uh, All right, guys. Well, hey, I don't appreciate it, man. I got to go on the bed because I got stung in the face by a wasp today, right in my eyelid. Face unswelled up, and I took four Benadryls, and I don't look like the mask from my old movie. Yeah. Okay, well. Okay, Rocky Dennis, we'll we'll talk to you later. Listen, uh, Slim P. Holler when you get into Vegas, okay? Steak dinner. All right. Thank you, man. All right, later, buddy. All right. I look forward to meeting Slim T. Uh, too bad he, he came so close. It was like, it kind of reminds me of, of getting down to almost no chips in a tournament and then coming all the way back and then bubbling. 
That's kind of what he did here. He missed the first two, got the next three, and then uh, missed the next one, and even missed the bonus question. Hmm. So uh, we're these, these were hard this week, I agree. Yeah, those, were were even some those were very I, – Tony G, like I said, I, if I had not looked that up, I would have really thought older, for sure. I would have actually yeah. bet, uh, you know, not a large amount of money, but I would have wagered. I mean, he's, he's I, I, I will tell you from, from the ones you – know, before I knew their ages, the ones that uh, when I found out they were younger than me surprised me were uh, Alan Cunningham, Jack Effel, who I, I did think was older than me, uh, Jeff Shulman and Jared Ackerman and Tony G. All of them I thought were actually older than me and weren't. Um, you know, Mac Lance and, and T- John Jawanda, I – I could have gone either way on whether they were older or younger, and it turned out they're slightly older. But uh, Tony um, G's got some miles on his face. I don't yeah. know. Well, but you know, he, I have to say he's accomplished a lot here. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't own a uh, Lithuanian basketball team. So. <laughs> you may <laughs> want to look into that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna call real fast because it's been about an hour, and actually he just busted. I'm gonna call Matt the Rat, who, uh, yeah, longtime poster. Radio listener, four member from Ken. He actually is in Vegas right now as we speak, and we're going to get like a World Series update and just see what he's been doing since he's been here. Okay, guys? Yeah. Right, calling him now. You know, I think we need to make a home version of the game for a consolation prize. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, how many more weeks do we have of this, though, before you run out of... Uh, run out of uh, yeah, it's not going to go on forever, that's for sure. <laughs> We'll you know, soon I'll be doing like uh, uh, Barry Johnston, older, <laughs> younger than Druff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Matt Durrett apparently just busted over the 1500 no limit. Hello? Matt Durrett. Hey. Hey, buddy, you're on the Druff Drexel and Vowel Show. Sorry uh, it took us a little while to call you, Druff. For the second week in a row, uh, his sound card shit the bed. So we had to kind of uh, run a ghetto yeah, style yeah, through. Different sound card, too. Yes. That's unbelievable. What's Your going sound on? Sound card still shit the bed. Hello. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? You're in Vegas. You, I, I guess I, you texted me, so I know the bad news. Just busted out of is it the 1500 uh, No Limit event today? Yeah. I busted out of 1500. And yeah, it's weird. I, I must be cursed ever since I got to Vegas. I've never had this bad run of cards ever. No matter what cards I get, I'm just bad run, but that's the way it goes. Now, I saw in your t- uh, from, I think it was a tweet that you had uh, made earlier that you had aces cracked twice today or something? Within the first hour. I was oh. all the way down to 1,100, yeah, and then work my way back up, but yeah, then busto, so. Hmm. Well, it's a little, yeah. I think it's a little easier to get them cracked at the beginning, because at the beginning it plays deeper since uh, the blinds are so small and people can suck out on you more easily in a no-limit event, where later in the tournament, uh, usually aces get all the money in, either usually pre-flop, and sometimes, you know, other than that, usually on the flop, because it's uh, um, the stacks aren't as deep, so it's harder for people to suck out on you. But uh, Yeah, and you, yeah, you put the big raise and you still get three callers, but that's, like I said, that's just the way it is, and yeah, that's too bad, though. Um, kind of interesting, I had uh, Neil Channing at my table. I don't know if you know him. He's a British guy in that big poker den, 24-hour game all the time. Yep. I know, I know who yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, so right now, yeah, I'm just uh, having a vodka Red Bull in the Caesar Palace um, sports room after uh, playing some poker. Now, have you been on any sports, or you're just uh, over there in the sports room, uh, the sports book? No, uh, I just... I'm just watching some some games. I because I was just 
But I had a 7 o'clock tournament uh, a little while ago, too, and that's just right outside the door there. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to apologize to you for not getting that thread set up. I know you were trying to tweet uh, with PFA38, and uh, just from... I, I guess the frustration of busting out of my own tournament on day two on the second hand of the day. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just oh kind of, like, it, for some reason it wasn't on my mind to... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it should have been because it's been more than a day since I busted out, but I just forgot about creating more threads. So I, I actually will create the thread and your tweets will appear. I, they'll probably appear out of order, <laughs> but uh, but they'll appear. Well, and I'll, I'll try to get better with this in the future to make sure this doesn't happen again. Uh, yeah. By the way, Matt, you said that you have some... Canadian stuff for me here in I, I do I, I do I got and my wife because my wife is like she goes overboard but it's a good I mean I got a stink load of stuff in my hotel room and that's it's just waiting man I, I gotta come get it I, uh, oh yeah how long are you gonna be around here in Vegas um I'll leave on the 24th in the morning and oh, that's wow. it I got no more like if I'm not playing any more WSOP events I might I might play some uh, I don't know. Some people said the structure of the uh, Rio deep stacks isn't that good, so I might play some Venetian deep stacks, or I don't know. Yeah. You, uh, by the way, did you? I heard apparently that uh, someone got arrested for smoking pot at the Venetian. That's a report I heard. Uh, I don't know if it's that, true. But that's uh, what I heard too. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, somebody was smoking dope in their car on the break and uh, bothering nobody, and then they called security and arrested him. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's the wrong place to be smoking pot. Anybody we know? No, I don't think I don't think it's anybody we know. I, at least I, I don't recognize the name. It's, I think it's some online player. Uh, uh, of course, also, hey, I met uh, I met Iceman earlier today. Oh, really? did you? Oh, what, he was, was yeah, he was, was walking around uh, the Rio, and I remember you said anytime you know you guys from you know other podcasts or whatever, just come up and say hi. And I said, hey, Teddy, and he turned around and go, I'm a friend of uh, Brandon. And he shook my hand and like you know. I only met the guy for literally two minutes. But then he played Brandon. You said, this, that guy is like the nicest, biggest teddy bear you've ever known. Aww. Like, yeah, I mean, he was just so nice, and he's like, and I just say, you know, just coming to say hi and stuff. And he had the glasses on, but it, just his mannerisms and stuff, it kind of looked like he was, like, kind of half out of it. But, he, you know, he was, you know what I mean? But he was, he was super nice, and he's like, oh, yeah, I love all you guys, and I love you, and it's all good, and good luck, and... Yeah, he's just real nice guy. Oh, that's good that you met the Iceman after hearing him on the radio all this time. And I'm definitely going to have to meet up with you in the next three days here to get this Canadian stuff that your wife put together. And uh, uh, look forward to that. And uh, are you going to be playing any of these weekend uh, No Limit events? No, I think uh, he was done with the World Series of Poker. Oh, you're done with the so World Series of Poker. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, if I, if I ever manage to make another day, I, I have to, I already got my flight booked. So. Oh, that's right. You're, you're flying back on the 24th, yeah, so you'd, you'd make Well, I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably going to meet up with Matt uh, as long as I, I don't relapse and not feel well. Tomorrow night, Jeff, so if worse comes to worse and you don't think you'll see him, or if you want to come, then uh, well, I, well, I, I hope I can't come tomorrow night, because tomorrow night I'm playing the uh, 2500 six Mac. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's that'll right. be one of the first ones out of that tournament. That wouldn't be good. No, no, you dad. You definitely but, uh, we also went and saw that show, Ka. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, have any of you guys seen that? I have seen I, it. I have, I have seen it, yes. But this, this is my impression that the the like presentation and the acting, especially the guys running around on those big wheels, all that kind of stuff was really good. But the story was kind of hard to follow. Uh, yeah, I actually I agree, and I, I think the most memorable thing of Ka 
was when they were like kind of like sh- those guys were climbing up the wall, and they were kind of look like looking like they were shooting like arrows at them when they were climbing up the wall. You remember, you know that whole scene? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the big kind of wheel gyroscope where the guy's running on top of it and jumping up and it's moving. I mean that. That was pretty good too. I mean, it was good, but this the story was kind of like, what the hell's happening now? Like, yeah, I, th- I think that the best two Cirque shows in, uh, in Vegas are O and Mystere. And Mystere is actually pretty cheap uh, as far as Cirque shows go. I think it's uh, substantially cheaper than uh, O and even Kai. I think it's one of the cheapest ones, even though it's uh, uh, very good. In fact, that's probably the best one as far as like acrobatics go. And uh, well, the, the, our tickets were sixty-five bucks a piece, and they were. Middle up. It was, okay. pretty, it was pretty good, but okay, that was that, that's that's cheaper than I thought it was. Okay, and uh, uh, you know I should give my tips sometime. I don't know if I do it on this show or not, but I know I've posted about it before, but I haven't really said on radio my tip on how to get excellent, excellent seats at these shows and to pay no more than you'd pay for uh, you know the the only you would know. <laughs> the, the best section, like you're not going to get the you're not going to get the excellent seats for the cheapest rates, but but you'd get like among the best seats in the house for the price of just the top costing section. So if you're willing, yeah, to it's kind of like it's kind of like eighty percent for fifty percent of the price. Pretty much, or, or, or like I, I'd more describe it as like a hundred percent for like eighty percent of the price, but sort of like that, where you're 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 buying the best echelon, the top echelon of seats, but you're getting the top in the top. And how to manage that because it actually makes a big difference uh, in, in the enjoyment of the show, especially if you're going to spend that much money anyway. So, um, but, but uh, what other shows have you seen in Vegas uh, in the last that's, few years? That's that's really it. I mean, the wife is out here shopping, and a friend, Uh-oh. one of her girlfriends from Japan, flew into LA, and then from LA, she doesn't speak any English. Her friend, and the flight got rerouted to um, Salt Lake City and my wife was waiting there at the airport and then I had to go down and oh my god we were there till like 2 in the morning when her friend came it was just a disaster yeah. but that uh, now are you concerned when, you're, uh, when your wife is shopping are you concerned that she's going to come back and you're going to get presented with a, a very large credit card bill no, because because I I just gave her cash. She she oh, won't use okay. her credit card, and I just gave her like a certain amount of cash. And if she wants more, I I can't really say no because I'm well. She doesn't ask how much I'm spending, but it's, yeah. it's a lot more than she is. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah. I think all men are concerned about that, aren't they? Well, yeah. You know, I was fortunate enough to be. I'm fortunate enough to be with a girl who doesn't really like shopping. What? Yeah. My girl's kind of the same way. Yeah, so I, it's very fortunate because uh, I don't have to worry about this. And, uh, well, my wife is like the coupon queen and only shops at the outlets. She doesn't go to the, like the Louis Vuitton inside the oh, okay, okay. or like that, right? Yeah, no, you're in good shape. So, if, you're, if you're with a woman that actually uh, is always cost conscious when she shops, and, oh, and, it actually, and it actually kind of bothers her to, to overspend, then you know even if it's your money. Uh, especially if she's, you know, you're married to her, so it's, it's kind of her money too. Uh, you know that she's not going to go too crazy. But uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of high maintenance wives and girlfriends in the poker world, and I, I just, I just don't think I can handle being with a girl like that. I think it would, it would just, uh, I couldn't just sit by and let that happen. Oh, hey, Val, you might know this question. Um, is there like one shop called? The little black dress slut shop that where all the high maintenance women go to get the, the little, same black, little dress black dress slut shop. What, what is it called? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm joking. It's, you know, the, you know, the one piece, like a spaghetti strap that just, like one piece that just kind of skirt comes over their ass real tight, the kind of stretchy material like that all the hot, you know, silicone implanted high heel wearing blonde bimbos wear. I mean, there's not one shop, but the little black dress is a major staple in every girl's wardrobe, and we find it. Well, only the fun ones, ones, right? Well, yeah, I, I would say you, you do see a lot of that, like, especially walking around the Bellagio. I, I still think after all these years, and even the Bellagio is, like, uh, now, I think, 16 years old, and there's been a lot of newer hotels since then, and a lot of hotels catering to the young, beautiful crowd, ones like the Cosmo. But I still think that the Bellagio on Friday and Saturday night has the best-looking women walking around there of any hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah. In front of Pure is pretty good, too. Mm. You know the nightclub here by the. No, I've, I've seen a lot. Yes, I've seen a lot of them with a lot of really hot girls walking in front of them. But you know, like for some reason, the Bellagio to me still that's just where I see the most as far as uh, the best looking women walking around. At least on Friday, like Friday and Saturday. Yeah, that's my well, opinion. they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the little black dress is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Brandon, are you okay? You've been kind of quiet. No, I'm, yeah, I'm here. I'm just uh, trying to find something. Um, I'm good. I'm perfect. Okay. All right. So I want to make sure. Actually, you, of course, you guys yeah, still be here because... Uh, yes, I'm running the show. Well, yeah. Can you guys Brandon, hear the background noise here, or is it... No, no. Actually, it's it's okay. We don't hear any background noise. Uh, I, I hear a dog barking every so often, but I, I don't think that's on your end. And uh, <laughs> So, we are... Uh, I, everything is good at the moment, and uh, yeah, again, pro- we apologize for uh, taking so long to call you. We just literally right when we were about to, uh, Druff's sound card just went. Yeah, everything, uh, everything collapsed. And I was uh, just actually, I was having a drink with another guy that busted in the tournament, and it, it, it's just amazing. This guy's from Minnesota, and his son plays hockey and is going to uh, play. He's going to what? He might as well be a Canadian. Well, this is this is what's happening. His son is going to play for the Langley Rivermen, is the city I live in, in the BC Junior Hockey League, and that's two mi- literally two minutes up the street from me. And I, I was like, I mean, what are the odds? I'm sitting down, and somebody's son from Minnesota is moving like literally next door to me, almost. Yeah, you know what I have to say about Minnesota is, I sometimes have a hard time telling the difference between Minnesotan accents and Canadian accents. They're very yeah. similar. There's a, I think there's a lot of similarities between Minnesota and, and Eastern Canada. Yeah. And, uh, yeah it's almost exactly. like Minnesota is like a, a country of its own. It's kind of a weird yeah. place. I mean, they, they even elected Jesse Ventura as their governor at one point. <laughs> Isn't that where Prince? Yes, it is. Uh, Prince, I didn't know that. I didn't know Prince yeah. is from Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we actually have a lot of limit hold'em players from Minnesota too. I don't know how they all kind of showed up, but. Uh, uh, all kind of around the same time. I think they all were inspired by uh, Mike Schneider's dominance in Limit Hold'em. And then there's like all these all these Mike Schneider imitators. Just so many Minnesotans in the Limit Hold'em community. They're all what around the same cool. age. you got Minnesota fans. you got to think of the great, also the great Eric Ryland. I was, I was about to say, Eric Ryland was, uh, also uh, came from Minnesota. And, uh, you know, Eric Ryland... Uh, when is he going to be out for the World Series? And why, why hasn't Eric Ryland shown up? He's got to be 21 by now, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah. I've oh, yeah. And, in fact, Eric Ryland, uh, he went out with a woman who was, like, 40. In fact, we had him on one of the first test shows for the site. A he called in. A 2 poster, actually. Yeah. 
he actually moved to Louisiana and like lived with like a forty year old, and you know they, they had a relationship and everything. Like, it's, but in it's his just, defense, she was a cute forty year old. It's just so strange to think about, though. Like, like Eric Ryland, this like, this like young kid, this young baby faced kid with a caterpillar eyebrows, and like, it's like hard to picture him having sex with a forty year old. It just is. Like, I don't care what the forty year old looks like. She's still forty. He's like twenty one. It just, it just seems strange to me. Well, I don't know. I I, I think that um, she was very attractive and very uh, vivacious. I could see it happening. Mm. I don't know. See, when I was twenty one. I really had no interest in 40-year-olds. Now that I'm 40, now I have interest in 40-year-olds. But uh, when I was 21, I, I really just didn't find that appealing at all. I, I really just wanted to be with girls around my age. I, I like a few, years, a few years older was fine, but I, I was never into the whole cougar thing. And I, I guess I guess some people are. It just it just kind of looks strange to me for some reason. It just even to see other people, to see like a really young guy with with a much older woman. It just looks strange to me. Jeff, do you listen to the Howard Show at all, the Howard Stern Show? You know, I, I don't have Sirius, so oh, okay. I, I, I don't listen well, to him on there. I, I listened to him back when he was on uh, regular radio. They're always advertising this cougarlife.com site where you can supposedly get a guarantee of hooking up with an older woman and having <laughs> sex. And it's just, it cracks me up because they say they'll give you your money back if you don't hook up. That's, that's kind of funny. I, I, I wonder how many hoops they make you jump through to get the money back, though, because you've got to yeah. think that most of these sites, I'll tell you the truth about this, most of the sites on the Internet which build themselves as a place where you can just go and have, like, no-strings-attached sex, they never work because there's always, like, a hundred times as many men there as women. So well, because I mean, it really depends on how socially acceptable the, the guy is, and if he's just completely a loser, then... How can you guarantee a guy like that that he's going to get laid? I don't That's get it. That's the other problem. That's the other problem is that you can't just... Uh, well, I, I assume this is some kind of marketing gimmick that they assume a lot of people are just not going to go get the money back. And, of course, then they'll also keep the money of anybody who, uh, who does get laid. But, of course, how do they know if someone got laid? What if you go get laid from the site? And then you say, I never got laid. Yeah. yeah. How are they going to know? Do they have a camera on you the whole time? I mean, obviously, it's some kind of, it's some kind of marketing gimmick. But I, I just always laugh at all, the, all these different sites on the Internet that uh, promote, you know, come on here and find someone to fuck tonight. Like, I see this all the time, these ads all over the Internet. And there's no way it works this way. Because I know, I know the way women on the Internet work. And the ironic thing is, the sites where it's actually easiest to get laid the same night are not the sites that promote themselves that way. Just you, know, you guys are forgetting. You could also always go the never he brought of just posting a naked picture of your cock on the internet and having a date no, that not, night. Not just your cock, but a, a, a vowels enhanced cock. Vowels oh, actually yeah. photoshopped never he's cock to look bigger. I did. I added. I didn't know that. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Hey, hey! I got one, one quick thing here. I got another letter in the mail from that Getty Images. Remember I told you the story? Because I, because I hadn't replied, right? They said, oh, you know, you haven't replied, blah, blah, blah. And, and like I said, it's made out to company ABC. Now, do you guys think if they ever wanted to take me to small claims court, because there's legally no company ABC incorporated or whatever, that the actual case they have is invalid because there's no such company? Well, I mean, they could, they could always... Uh they could always take you to court under a different name, but uh, they're never going to. I mean, this is obviously like a, a boilerplate thing that they send out to just tons of people, and they they know that a, a small percentage of them 
are going to get scared and cough up the money, and then another percentage are going to negotiate with them and then cough up lesser money, but still cough up some money. So they're they're just because they're going to keep hashing. Yeah. It. And, I think and they make it a thousand dollars that mark around there, twelve hundred in my case. So that it's it's too much. It's not enough to, to hire a lawyer. It would cost you more, and it's just easier to pay it. And I mean, they have taken people to court in the states, not many. But the next step is they send it to a collection agency. That's what they do. And it's actually not a debt. I can't remember the wording because in this forum that they have, they were talking about it. But it's not a debt. It's something like an assumption of liability or some weird thing. But they never say, you owe us a debt of. They're real careful on the wording. They can't. They can't can't just send a... You you can't... uh come to someone with that sort of claim and then give it to a collection agency. A collection agency can only legally collect for actual debts that, uh, you know, they can't just decide uh, you're using our image and therefore, you know, you owe us this. That's, that's not what it's like. You, they can only collect for, for agreed upon debts. Uh, like, you know, yes. you contract for a service and don't pay it sort of thing. Uh, they, they and I would think being in Canada that, you know, they're really not going to bother. But like I said, oh, I, no. I got that video of their CEO saying that, you know, that you can use their images, but at the time you start making money, that's when you got to pay. So yeah, if yeah. I ever, I, I ever did have to go to court, I mean, I'd just show that. I wouldn't worry at all. They're not going to take you to court. They're not going to do anything. It's highly unlikely. You're just going to keep getting obnoxious letters. And if you drop them in the round file, also known as the garbage, then uh, you will be fine with this. But it, it was an interesting story, and I didn't know anything about this happening until you brought it up on the previous show. So. Well, like I said, you can, you can Google it. It's... Um, uh, Getty extortion letter, and then there's a like a form that's just totally based on that, and it's it's very interesting. Like I said, that's their new business model. Instead of like you know, and the average pictures on other places are like say five to ten or even fifteen bucks a year. Theirs are like 120 a year. So even their normal price is so out of cost. They used to be the same, but then they jacked it up, and now this is their new business model. So yeah, it's totally disgusting. It really, it really does suck that a company that's known as respectable has now resorted to uh, cheap legal tricks to try and threats to try to extort money out of people. So that, that really is too bad. So yeah, Matt, I I look forward to seeing you. I, I definitely will sure. try to hook up with you here, and especially if uh, I'd love to come with you tomorrow and Brandon. But I, I hope I'm not going to be able to because I'll be playing. Yeah, well, I, I hope so too. And does, uh, uh, you guys ever meet up with? Vowels or whatever. I mean, I got stuff for her too. Well, Vowels is, is she's in Arizona. She won't be. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess not. You're the second person actually tonight that, that Todd and I actually did meet up once yes. after we, some interesting circumstances. <laughs> uh, but we have not since, and I would love to do that in the future soon. We'll, well, talk well Matt, I'm going to meet up with you tomorrow night at some point. We'll talk about it uh, later tonight or tomorrow. Sure. And if you want. I'll, I can mail to Vowels uh, anything that you want me to send to her. Oh, that, that's fine, yeah. Okay, guys, um, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow or text or something. Okay, and, uh, yeah, I'll give you a ring when I get up tomorrow, and uh, we'll, make, we'll make a, a sure. plan. All right, buddy? Okay, guys, bye. And Thank you, Matt. Matt the Rat, a long-time yeah. listener to our show, a nice guy, and always brings gifts from Canada for the, uh, the host of the show. Just a, a and generally all-around nice guy here. And, and another good news, Druff. I've just been made aware that we have a new sponsor now with oh. uh, Poker Front Alert. And I'm going to play, yes, I'm going to play our, their, their first uh, advertisement with us. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Is it a porn site? 
computers have really become an integral part of our lives at work or at home. The advent of multimedia technology has fused computers into everyday activities, like watching TV or managing accounts. And so our dependence on computers continues to increase. A sound device is really the driving force behind all audio outputs that you get from your system. If you want to install a new driver for your sound card, then follow me, and together we will have your driver installed. Click on Start and select Control Panel. In the Control Panel window, double-click on System icon. In the System Properties window, click on Hardware tab and click on Device Manager button. Open Sound, Video, and Game Controllers from the list and double-click on the sound device. Click on like Driver tab and click on Update Drivers button. Follow oh, the instructions driver. appearing yes. on your screen to complete the update process and click on Finish. Click on Congratulations. We have successfully installed a new driver for your sound card on your PC. If you face any problem related to your computer, operating system, software application, pretty, pretty or peripheral devices like printers, MP3 players, digital cameras, etc., then call Ayogi and we'll fix it. Ayogi. Good call. Ayogi. And that, folks, is the uh, newest sponsor in PSA. Yeah, so I'm if, if I call up uh, Ayogi there, will I get to talk to her? Or will I get, like, right you know in bank with it? Let's, uh, you know what? Let's find out. <laughs> Why don't we find out? I was going to say, we don't have to just talk about this in theory. We can actually... Yes, uh, we can make it happen. Uh, let's see. I feel a little slighted that they hired her to do the ad instead of me. No. <laughs> I, I will say that I, I did get to finish when I was listening to that. I, I haven't finished. I need more. All right, let's uh, see what's going on. I like the way she said hardware. She's like, so then click on hardware. <laughs> hardware. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to I. I think I'm going to complain about my sound card. All right, I'll find something to say. Please hold the line while we transfer the call to the next available agent. Oh, yeah, okay. Thank you. That's a real, that's a real boner killer there. I, just, I went soft as Thank you for calling Ayurveda Technical <laughs> Services. My name is Sylvan. How may I help you today? Uh, hello, Colonel Audrey Fabersham here. Um, uh, first of all, I must express uh, a little bit of disappointment. Um, I, I saw this, um, this ad on, on the, the computer there um, with a very attractive woman um, telling me about hardware and telling me if I haven't finished to give her a call. And um, I, I'm having some sound card problems, and I'm... I, I, I wanted to call up and speak to her, and, and you sound like a lovely gentleman, but um, you aren't quite what I was expecting. All right, so you're facing issues with the sound on your computer, correct, sir? Uh, well, that's one of many issues I'm facing, that's correct. Okay, and since how long are you facing this problem on the computer? Well, this is what happened. Um, so um, I, I was I was cooking I, I was cooking some um, some crisps here, and um, what happened was um, my phone rang, and it, it's this gentleman named Master Scaler, and he's a, he, he's he's um, uh, he, he's a rather artful dodger. Then he's having some problems, so I ran over to get the phone, knowing that he needed my assistance, and I banged the sound card into into the door, and all of a sudden it lost power from the USB port, and um, I could not get the bloody thing to turn back on. So I, I, I was beside myself, knowing, not knowing what to do, and um, 
you know, I was breaking my duck trying to figure out, you know, how do I solve the situation. That's when I came across this video from your company with with a very nice young woman who seemed surprisingly knowledgeable about computers, given her um, um, rather non-nerdish looks, if you know what I'm saying. I, I actually, you know, no offense here, but when I expect someone to help me with my computer, I expect it to be a, a gentleman like yourself. You know, someone in, in the country of India who uh, who uses the phony American name like Philip. Um, I, I didn't expect her, but I thought, you know, if she can help me, if she can actually make me both be able to make my sound card work and make other parts of me work at the same time, um, this is a service I'd be most willing to pay for. So, um, sir, can you please put her on the phone? Well, I really apologize, sir. That's just an advertisement which has been released on the internet. However, if you wish, I can go ahead and help you with the sound problem on the computer. Ah, bollocks. So, you're telling me that this this very nice young woman that was in the advertisement there, are you telling me that she doesn't actually work for the company, that she was just a model who was hired to, to get um, computer nerds such as myself rather excited to make the phone call to you? All right, sir, that is the only way. Every company go ahead and advertise on the Internet. But oh. However, if you're facing any issues on the computer related to the sound, I can go ahead and help you with that. Okay, so, uh, see, that's, that's my problem there. That's, that's what happens to my sound card. Um, I was able to get it to work. See, that's what happens whenever whenever I try to play sound from it. That's all I get. I don't get anything else. I, I, I try to listen to music, and what instead I get is... Have you ever heard of anything like this before? Uh, yes, sir, that might be an issue uh, with the hardware on the computer, or maybe the software I have been creating some issues on the computer. Yeah, you know what, actually, I, I'll tell you if you think this is possible. Um, this actually started to occur when I left my back door open, and a snake that was from the grass crawled into my apartment and jumped up and bit my sound card, and ever since then it's been going... It's been doing this sound. I'm sorry, what bit your sound card? Yeah, this has been doing. All right, so, so never mind on that. Um, so, so what do you suggest I do about this? And, and by the way, you said your name is Philip, is that correct? My name is Thurman, sir. Uh, how can you spell that, please? P is in Thomas, A is in Alpha, R is in Romeo, A is in Alpha, and is in Nancy. Oh, Paran. Uh, all right, so you're being rather honest. You're not, you're not pretending to have an American name. You're actually admitting that... Well, what country are you in? We are in India, in New Delhi. Oh, see, every time I call up um, got one of these um, Indian call centers, they always try to pretend in the United States. And they say, they say, hello, Pilgrim, we're in Baltimore. And I'm like, no, you're not in Baltimore. You know, I, I can tell what someone from Baltimore sounds like, and you don't sound the least bit like your name is John Smith from bloody Baltimore. But I'm glad that you are Peron from, from New Delhi. You know, this actually is a, a great moment in international relations. So, all right. Thank um, you, sir. Yeah, so, so what can we do um, about this whole thing? What, sh what should I do to make this sound card stop making that noise? Okay. Now, what I can do is I can go ahead and take a remote access of your computer. I will go ahead and check the sound voice creating issues on the computer, and I will see if there is any software which is working on the computer. However, in case if I find that there is some misoperating system files that needs to be... Uh, <coughs> repaired on the computer or there are some critical issues with the sound drivers on the computer we need to reinstall the sound drivers 
I will go ahead and assign a technician on really your computer who will go ahead and resolve all the issues regarding the sound and the operating system on your computer. However, I will be doing a free diagnostic on the computer by taking a remote control of your computer. In case we need to include a second technician on the call, so then it will, uh, then you need to go ahead and register your computer with IUV technical services for software coverage. Right? All right, all right, all right. So just, just one, one second. You held your horses, chap. Um, what, what I need to be doing, since you're going to be taking remote access to my computer, you know, um, it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to take a leap of faith and let you do so. However, I do need to do a few things here. If you can just hold the moment here. Let me see. Um, first, I've got to. Um, Clear my internet history, if you don't mind. And no, no reason for this. I just, um, I, I just have a, a, a neurosis about people looking at my internet history. It's not like, um, it's not like I, I visit sites about um, African American women with with ridiculously large behinds. I, I don't visit those sites. But, you know, just just in case um, one of my friends was over here and visited that, I don't want you seeing that. So one moment here, let me uh, clear that away. All right, all right. I just uh, cleared the history. Uh, let, me, let me put another browser as well, just in case my uh, my friend visited any sites about. Um, uh, about 65 plus women having sex with, with men who are 17 years old. Let me remove that as well. Alright, just clear that as well. Alright, um, just one moment please. Let me think of anything else. Oh, um, hold on. I need to clear out my video director. If you just, can you hold one moment? I, I think there's two video directors on this computer. Let's see here. Um, let's see. C uses Fabersham. Um, Golden showers, okay, delete. Uh, round showers, delete. Um, adult baby, delete. Just one moment, please. Are you still there with me, sir? Yes, I'm good. No, I thought I had some hold. Is that your hold music? Alright, hold on. Let me just get to the fifth video, and then we'll be all ready. I like the music, so I'm playing this for you. I'm playing this for your benefit. You like the music? Sir, hello. You found me a bit. Yes, sir. Do you like the music? I'm actually playing the music for your benefit, so you're not bored while I'm, I'm clearing these things off my computer. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was good. Right now, um, let me see anything else here. So, um, I need to remove these videos from Thailand of the, the best of Ladyboy's top six. Not that I like this stuff. It was just out of curiosity. All right. Um. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I, I think I've got it all here. Um. All right. Uh, I think we're done here. So, what's what's the next thing I have to do now, as far as you, um, as, as far as you um, connecting to my computer remotely? All right. So, before going further, may I know your first and your last name in order to assist you better? Oh, you you know my name. You did you say that? Yes, sir. No. Oh, so, so you have down there, Colonel Nigel Fabersham. I'm sorry. Yeah, my, my name is Colonel Nigel Fabersham, correct? All right, can you spell me your first and last name, sir? Yes, um, now make sure to get the Colonel part in, because it's not just Nigel Fabersham. I want the proper title in there, so you need to put Colonel. That's C-O-L-O, 
N-E-L, Nigel, N-I-G-E-L, Fabersham is F-A-B-E-R-S-H-A-M. Oh, I'm sorry, repeat that probably once again, it's H-A. F like Frank, F-A-B-E-R-S-H-A-M, Fabersham. Is it okay if I call you by your first name? Uh, yes, go ahead. Thank you, Nigel. Can you help me with the phone number in case the call gets disconnected? I can call you back on. Yes, um, the phone number is uh, area code 702-475-LIMP. That's 702-475-LIMP. Also, 702-475-5467 is the phone number to call in here. All right. Is that your mobile number or that's your home phone number? No, no. It's, it's, um, that's the only number to reach me. Ah, bollocks, the snake in the grass is crawling in here because of this music. Hold on one moment. Surely. Get that bloody hell out of here, you bloody snake! Glad that snake didn't follow me to a dark alley, otherwise I would have been knocked out. Alright, um... Let's, uh, let's move on here. So, what do we do from this point? Okay, can you help me with your email address? Um, yes, yes. It's... Nigel, period, Fabersham, just like my name is spelled. Mm-hmm. At Royal Palace, that's R-O-Y-A-L, P, like Peter, A-L-A-C-E, dot C-O, dot U-K. So you're calling from U-K, right? Um, no, but that's my email address. That's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm from the United Kingdom, but I'm actually in the United States at the moment. Okay. But you live in the United States or you live in the UK? Alright, well, I live in the UK, but I'm in the United States at the moment. I'm visiting, I'm on holiday. Okay. Give me a moment. Are you ready, sir? Yes, I'm ready. Just allow me a moment. All right. I don't think been this long. I would have kept some of my videos around longer and not deleted them. I would have taken one last watch before deleting them. But I will. Okay. Uh, may I please know, are you using a laptop computer or that a desktop? I'm, I'm using a laptop. I'm sorry? It is a laptop. Okay, and what's the, what's the brand of the laptop? What's the make of it? Um, I'm having a little trouble hearing you, but it, it's a Dell laptop. What else do you want to know? Okay. That's fine, sir. And what Windows operating system is running on this desktop, on this laptop, sir? It, it, it's uh, Windows 7. Windows 7, okay. And since how long have you been facing this issue on the laptop regarding the sound on the computer? Well, it just happened earlier this afternoon, and I was... Um, Oh, it was just driving me crazy. It was driving me batty. And, and it was when I saw that beautiful young woman that I thought there was some hope for being able to listen to sound again before I returned home to the UK. Okay.
Thank you for choosing my name, Robert. What can I do for you today? Hold your horses one second here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was speaking to Param here. We were having a lovely conversation and enjoying some nice music. Um, who, who are you? Who the bloody hell are you on this phone call? I was on a flyer that came in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to order that one. Okay, let me confirm everything with you. We have a painting for projects. What the hell is going I on here? HP technology to bring a player and a and a first bay and a free city burner on the second base. No floppy drive. We have a three and a half floppy drive. Will this not do a disc? Yeah. If I wanted to put something on the disc, will it do it? Yeah, actually, we recommend you the floppy because it's only ten dollars. Do I sound like one of these clueless hicks with a three and a half inch floppy? Who the hell uses a three and a half inch floppy at this point? This isn't the year nineteen ninety eight. What happened here? All right. Can you hear me? What, what, what the bloody hell just happened? I just heard somebody else's phone yeah. conversation. Okay, no, I, I don't want uh, Okay, are you sure? Because the future is going to cost more money. What, what is going on here? Haram, please help me. I, I feel like I'm in the twilight. I don't. I really do not know, sir, what's happening on the call, but don't you worry, let's proceed, right? Alright. Did you try to call somebody else when I was talking to you over the phone? No, no, I was just standing here and all of a sudden we're hearing somebody else's technical support call about a, a 3.5 inch floppy. And I'm like, I don't use a floppy anymore. This isn't 1998. Yeah, Bill Clinton isn't the president. I'm not reading stories on CNN about Monica Lewinsky. It's like I was in the time warp and then I'm back in 2012 talking okay, to you. And all right. speakers. Stickers don't come with it? No, sir. It's not in the flight. What is this? Who are you? Identify mm. yourself. Okay, well, let me read it a little bit better and I'll call back. Why? Thank you got the flyer in, in front of you? Yes. And why you call me? That gets back for me. You call me and call me again, again, again. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. I have no clue what this is. You was, I, didn't, I didn't realize that it didn't have speakers, and I don't want to have to order speakers for this. I'm listening to this somebody else. I'll just listen to somebody else. I'll find another computer. Haram, are, are you listening to this? Oi! It's unbelievable. Like a little girl. I, I think we got one of your other reps on the phone. That's some sort of cross wires. Go ahead, little girl. It might be quite possible, so that there might be cross connection in between. We've got some hick talking about his speakers and his three and a half inch floppy. We're, we're trying to actually solve a, a major sound card problem in the year 2012, modern modern technology and equipment, and then I am stuck listening to this tripe on the other phone call. So I, I, I'm hoping here that, that we can we can proceed normally and we won't be interrupted further. So, all right, what, what do we do for this point? How do we proceed next? I, I think I think it's gone away. Whatever was happening before. Well, that's perfectly fine. So if sometime happens, <coughs> apologize for the inconvenience caused to you. Now, please pull up Internet Explorer page on the computer. Wait, what am I supposed to do? I didn't quite understand that. Surely, please open Internet Explorer on the computer. All right, I've, I've opened Internet Explorer. All right. Now, are you able to, on the top, are you able to locate an uh, address file? It might be typed over there, www, followed by some website name. 
Yes, and I, I can type on the address bar. What would you like me to type? All right. Uh, erase everything from there and please type over there www. Uh huh. Dot the number one. All right. M as in mother. B as in bravo. Dot com. Uh, www.1b.com It's www. The number one. M as in Michael. B as in Bravo. Dot com. All right. And please hit the enter key on the keyboard. All right. So, so, so what I did here is I typed in www. One. Um. I, I typed one m bravo. Dot com, and I, I got a site with a woman saying. Um, please click here if you'd like to come in and see my hot snatch. That's, that's rather inappropriate. No, uh, that should not be the page, sir. It's www.1mb.com, and once you pull up this website... Oh, oh, oh what I mean? You said one Bravo. My grandmother was 104. Now, before going further, let me inform you over here 
that I'm trying to take a remote access of your Kubernetes module. So in case if you have any personal file and folders which are open on your computer and which you would not like to share with us, please store them all for security reasons. And secondly, please be in front of your laptop till the time I will be working on the laptop for you, right? All right, so, so what, you, what you're telling me here is that if, if I have a site open that, um, say, is about, uh, is about fisting, I don't want you to see that because it's embarrassing that I'd be visiting fisting sites, that I should close it so you won't see that I'm visiting such sites. Is that what you're trying to say? No, what I'm trying to say is, sir, without your permission, I will not go ahead and touch any of your personal data on the computer. However, in case if you have any personal file and folders on the computer, you need to close them all. Yes, without your permission, apart we will not go ahead and touch any of the other data on the computer. Apart right. we will be working on the computer, setting it for you, right? All right, all right. Uh, so, so I've closed the fisting site that I had up, and um, I've deleted everything else from before. So yes, yeah, so, um, so now do I have to click on this um, download now support doc? Yes, so you need to click on download now. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. Oh, bollocks. You're not going to believe this, but um, when I was arguing with those, um, with those ladies downstairs, I was pounding my fist on the computer, and I accidentally, I accidentally broke off the left button that I pressed for the mouse. And now I, I can't... Oh. I, I, let me see if I can fit the thing back on here. I, I cannot believe this, because they were fighting about their civil rights downstairs. I cannot bloody get my computer fixed and my sound card. I'm not going to be able to hear any sounds until I get back across the pond. Oh. Good this is just too much for me to handle. All right, How are you wait. doing? Your facial expression tells me that you are very upset. All right. Want to listen a joke to cheer you up? Dad, get out of the room. I don't want a joke. Definitely. I would like to hear your joke. No, Dad, I want you to joke it out of here. Christian, Malay, I'm having trouble here with my computer, Dad. Please get out of the room. They were chatting along the way up. Suddenly, one of them said, Hey, guys, whose God really exists? The three keep arguing about their God really exists. So they decided to test and see which That's God yeah. really does exist. They reached the top of the hill in the Dad, Christian This is even funny! Right. I don't like this joke, Daddy. Your joke is terrible. I just laughed at them when I was a really kid, bad. so you wouldn't beat me. Now please get out of the room. Now we are at the highest point in this hill. Let's jump down and call out to our God to save us. If we are saved, then our God is real. So Dad, what is even the punchline here? This sounds first. like something from Jimmy Swaggart or something. Down, he screamed out, God save me. And so he was saved. Now it's the Malay's turn. While jumping down, he screamed. Uh, well, like, so he survived. That's the room. I'm trying to fix my computer. Turn, but he didn't make it. He failed to make it back alive. Do you know the answer why he was dead? Yeah, see, because his father kept I coming and telling him Indian. stupid jokes. I don't. I know. It is because Indian's God name was too long. Before he says finish, he already dropped down and die. I'll real. What a racist joke. I hope that cheers you up. Sorry, that doesn't cheer me up. It gets me rather angry. It gets me angry that you don't leave when I ask you to leave. It gets me angry that I've got to deal with these these water buffaloes that, that below me, and I've got to deal with you coming into my room telling me stupid jokes. All right, sir, are you still there? Sir, sir, are you still there? I'm here, sir. I'm so sorry. My, my father heard me complaining about the thing with my mouse, and he, he failed 
he thought he could cheer me up with one of his stupid jokes. And he came in here, and he's, he's such a poor person to telling jokes. He has no delivery. He sounds like a robot talking to me. And I, I just laughed when I was a kid, you know, because I felt that's what I was supposed to do. And now I'm an adult. I don't need to laugh at him no more. You know, it's, I tell him to get out, and he just, he thinks he has to complete the joke to make me happy, and it just gets me more agitated. All right. I'm sorry, but this, I, I, while, while my dad was trying to tell me that stupid joke, I actually got the mouse working, so I, I clicked on download. What do I do now? All right. What option do you see on the screen now, once you click on download now? Uh, it says, McAfee virus warning. Um, please do not download this program. We have had many complaints from various users that this is a form of spyware and that foreign companies are going to access your computer. Do you wish to give us permission to run, yes or no? Yes, sir. That's a rather ominous warning, wouldn't you say? It's, this is not any kind of a hacking website, sir. Yeah, I'm taking you to a secured website. Good evening, Venetian Palazzo. Um, yes, um, I've got a sound call that doesn't work here. Um, can you please give me the poker room, please? My pleasure. Well, one place will I connect? Have a pleasant evening. Shopping, right? Good. I just want to check what, what, games, what poker games are going for when, after we get this fixed. Just, just. Thanks, Paul. Have each poker room this Friday? How may I help you? Um, yes. Um, can you tell me? Um, are, are you spreading a, any uh, quarter fifty cent games right now? No. Um, would you be able to get one if I brought down about a hundred people? Would you be able to spread ten tables of that for me? No. But why, why can't you? Uh, do you have something against low limits? Do you think we have to be John, Diamond Jim Brady to set foot into your room? Ah, uh, no. Uh, I, I played two cent, four cent on poker stalls. You tell me you can't spread ten times higher than that, more than ten times higher than that. What you, you're too haughty to to play twenty five cent, fifty cent. You telling me that I have to play with the big boys? I have to roll with the big dogs. This is what we're trying to say. Even if I've got a hundred bloody people to bring down to your room. Oh, this is Bollocks. Hello. Hello. Who am I speaking to? Who here? This is John Fabersham. Can I help you? My name is Fabricio. How dare you imitate me? How dare you? All right, never mind. I say, are you here? I'm still here. Yes, yeah, never mind. I just, I just thought maybe playing some poker afterwards would calm my nerves. All right. Uh, so, so, so it's, it's warning me here. It's warning me if I if I continue and press yes that it's going to give foreign companies access to my computer to do um, all these uh, all these t t t t terrible things. No, it's so let me explain you once again. It's a secured website on which I'm taking a remote object computer. But, but that's and what it's go ahead. It's telling me that I shouldn't let I shouldn't let you because because you're from a foreign you're from a foreign company that's going to take access to my computer and do very harmful things to me with it. And I'm now I'm getting rather rather scared. All right, sir. I will request you nothing to be scared. I'm not going to try to do anything wrong on the computer. I'm just simply trying to diagnose the computer. Now it's your wish whether you wish to go ahead or not. Uh, well, all right, all right. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to throw to the wind here. I'm going to press yes, even though, even though I know that's that's um, 
this is foolish, I know. When I was five years old, my mom told me never to take candy from strangers. And, and here I am, here I am, 40 years later, and I'm about to take computer candy from a stranger, not even in this country, but uh, even though she told me don't take candy from strangers, don't ever take a ride with a hitchhiker, she never specifically said don't let a, a foreigner from India get access to your computer just because you called up and thought you were going to be talking to a pretty girl. She never told me not to allow that. So because she never specifically told me not to, I'm going to do it, and that will be my excuse if she beats me with a rolling pin later. All right, so um, I, I go ahead and click yes. So what do I do next? So may I just place your call on hold for a moment, please? Oh, no. This is where it begins. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. I, I had to hang up. <laughs> Like, what the hell happened to the Venetian? That, obviously, they they know who you are because the guy did a a, a fiber sham. That was hilarious. That was really good. Oh my god! Jesus, they just. Do you really think he was buying all those different excuses? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. It's hard. Like people don't realize. I'm on a ten-year-old laptop. And I'm just trying to find like funny sounds because I've never tested them before. So I don't know if it's going to be gold or if it's going to fail. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know like if I'm playing something, if it's you know what it's going to be, if it's going to be funny, or if it's you know because I can't test it without it just being live on the air. So that, that was really well done, Jeff. That was that was amazing. awesome, Jeff. That was great. Very very good. And I'm almost tempted to call back to Venetian because I want to know who that was that that knows who you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to walk in there now. Oh my. I go on the Venetian, they're going to go. Ah, oh, here's Colonel Faberge has been pranking our room all the time. Ah, uh, that was a classic. I think that one's going to go down in the history book. Yeah, I like how, I like how they like repranked me at the Venetian. Unbelievable. <laughs> now um, wait, who was the alternative Fabrichon? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure. Yeah, out. Yeah, we, we don't know who it was. Venetian. Well, you know what? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Damn it! We're getting too well known here. Hold on. We're gonna have to. Yeah, I want to get to the bottom of this. I'm, Colonel, you're going to have to call back to Venetian and find out who's in person. I think she just, she just like puts me on hold and somehow gets the right person who knows who I am. Her name is Brandy. She works yeah, at the front desk. She's Faversham too. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. I think I might know who it was. Hold on here. I, I just got a text. Oh, we got a text. Can you need the Venetian Plaza? What's up, Brandy Maria? How may I assist you? Uh, hello, can I know your Fabersham here. Um, I need to speak with the poker room immediately. Can I be stopped? Right now. Hurry up. Indulge your passion for fine cuisine and Thanks, Carla. Each poker room is friendly. I'm help you. Um, yes, um, I called before, and um, I, I'm trying to keep a stiff upper lip about, stiff upper lip about this matter, but um, I had um, uh, a rather belligerent individual on the phone who was um, um, yelling at me and uh, imitating me and saying he was me. Um, can I speak to that individual again? Hello. Hello, can I know your here? Yes. Um, would you be kind enough to identify yourself? Can you help, please? Can I help? Created by Chef Mario Batali and Wine. <laughs> are they just are they just screwing with us now? I don't know. Hello, Eric speaking. Philosopher Kurov. Um, yes, um, I spoke to a rather belligerent individual here who um, um, was shouting obscenities at me and um, 
he was imitating me as well. Um, do you know who I was speaking to? Uh, no. You mean a floor, floor person in the Palazzo area? No, no. I spoke to someone in the poker room. Is, is that, is that for where I've reached right now? Oh, okay. This is the poker. Were you playing tournament, or you needed the cash game time? I don't know. I, I called up with a question, and then all of a sudden someone came on here, and, and, you know, they knew my name, and they started to imitate me, and imitating my accent, and I'm going, yeah, what the bloody hell is this? You know, first you guys are against online poker, and then you imitate me. I mean, and, and then you're busting people for smoking pot in, in, in the parking lot. I mean, there's just so many things happening over this property, and now I, just, I just can't keep bloody track of it all. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I wouldn't uh, know who you were talking to prior. I couldn't believe any of our mem members would do that or imitate you. I, I, I don't know who you're talking about, but, um, yeah, I don't know if you're, you call the tournament side or the cash game. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, we'll have to do further investigation about this. Tally, how Pip Pip and this going with it. Okay. Uh, you said... Godspeed. All right. Pip Pip and Tally Well, anyhow, I know uh, we're running out of time on the vowel side. Didn't you say... Uh, yeah, that's right. Valve has to actually go uh, I, do I do. Things. I do have to um, sign off a little early, and I apologize. This has been a hilarious evening. Um, but if you wanted to do the Ask Val bit now, that would be great, and then I could go. All right. So, so yeah, Val wants, Val wants permission to leave. And uh, Val, go yeah. ahead and uh, tell me, uh, why not tell you, people in the chat room. Post your questions for vowels or call in phone number 702-475-LIMP, 702-475-LIMP. And, uh, you know, we're waiting for your phone call. And if you don't want to call in and speak to her, if you feel intimidated, then just uh, post your yes. questions in the chat room for vowels and she'll answer honestly, sometimes too honestly. Yes, and Beebs is a I love you too. And by the way, uh, when I drove from a secret location to Vegas on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. I actually did something new. I put my cell phone up on the dashboard and actually filmed the road as I was driving and had it broadcasting live through Stickham. And if you went to stickham.com slash Todd from Vegas, you would actually be able to watch my drive and interact with me and talk with me. And uh, various people from the site, including Beebs, including PLOL, and uh, Sonny and various others actually were with me for that long drive. And then I, I guess some fight broke out in the room, too. Hi, uh, this is Tom. Give a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. <laughs> Let's go straight to voicemail. Hello? Oh, I think I might have disconnected everyone. Can you guys still hear me in the chat? Okay. Oh, I'm back. Yep. I cut for my own show. I apologize. Let me get uh, vowels back. Yeah, that uh, I called her, and that everything just went uh, down after that. So I'm sorry. While I'm getting Andrew back, you were saying that you were when you were driving to Vegas, there was a, a fight broke out in this chat room. Yeah, if I broke out between Biebs and Lou Father, I think. But I guess we had some other people there. We had uh, Jeannie. We had uh, uh, various others who were in the Stickham chat there with me as I was driving. And I did have a little bit of a problem keeping the phone up so it wasn't falling. But, 
I also had trouble like keeping the phone charged enough because if I put the charger in it, then it couldn't stay up very well on the dashboard. It was a, kind of a, a crude attempt, but I thought it was interesting and uh, gave me something to do for the four and a half hours of the drive. Okay, I'm calling Angel back. Well, mm-hmm. Angel, you back? I'm back. I'm sorry about that. No, I, I did not mean to uh, interrupt. The, you know uh, what? This is one step's fault again. It was one step's fault yeah, the first time. Yeah, I tried calling Durr for him. I broke my sound. I brought my sound. Broke my sound card, and then we tried to call Durr, of course, for his benefit, and hang up on everybody. It's always well, one step's fault. A couple of uh, questions in the chat to answer. So uh, the first one comes from Six to Pete. He wants to know, after sex and even cuddling, how do you get rid of the woman? So the simple answer is just give her a nice big fart, and she should get right out of there very quickly. So save that up for her. And uh, another thing you can do is uh, take a phone call with another girl. That always works. I actually knew a girl who told me about a guy she slept with that was clearly like a one-night stand. She wasn't really expecting it to be a one-night stand, but the guy was expecting that the whole time. But after he was done with her, he got up and left, and his excuse was, I have to get up at 6 in the morning. I thought that was a good excuse. Like, it was on a weeknight. Yeah, it sounds legit. And you say, oh, i got to get up at 6 in the morning. And who's going to question that? I, so I, I called that the 6 in the morning excuse. And whenever she had sex with guys in the future and would tell me about it, I'd say, did he have to get up at 6 in the morning? That was, <laughs> my, code. That was my code for, did you get used again for a one-night stand? Well, what about you two? I mean, when you have to, uh, when you're feeling like it's uncomfortable and you'd like the girl to leave, what do you do? Well, I, uh, I've i been in, in uh, long relationships here for quite some time, so um, I haven't had all that much experience with that, though. Um, you know, I don't really find the problem like I need them to leave immediately after I have sex with them, and I think it's because even with the one-night stands I've had in my life, it hasn't been with someone who I've been so unhappy with their personality that I can't stand their company once we were done having sex. But I have had it before where it does just drag on and like the next day they want to stay, stay with me the whole day when I really don't want them there. And that's when it starts getting tough for me. I, I, I guess I'm a little more lenient in which I, I don't want them just to ha- get up and leave as soon as I'm done, even if it's like a one-night stand in my mind. But at the same time, I, I don't want it to extend to like a three-day thing and uh, because I actually had some experiences where I, I kind of just wanted them to leave and, and didn't know how to say it, uh, that actually kind of pushed me away from having one-night stands, where I started, like, not, not even wanting them because so I didn't, I didn't want to let them all out afterwards. But two days is okay? What do you say? You, you said three days is bad, but you're all right with two days? No, no, no. <laughs> if, if it's someone I don't want to spend time with, then, yeah. I mean, if it's someone I like, then, like, any amount of time is okay. But, uh, but yeah, if it's someone that uh, I only marginally can stand having around if it's not sexual, then, then yeah, I wouldn't want it to be two days either. But that's what I found. Like, I, I find just, like, falling asleep with them in the same bed, I don't feel the need that I have to get up and leave right then, or I can't spend another few hours with them. It's just... Uh, I don't know, the, like, extended thing where it just drags and drags and drags. And the, the other thing I would fear when I would do that is that if it drags too long and you spend, like, three straight days with someone, that's kind of, like, implying that now you're going to spend all the time with them. Like, now this is something new where you're just going to spend all your time together. 
And I think it sends the wrong signal. And I, I hate, I, I really don't want to ever be dishonest with people. I've never wanted to send a signal to someone of something I'm really not going to do. Like, I've never had a girl had sex with me believing there's going to be a relationship when the whole time I knew there wasn't. Like, I've never done that because I would feel bad. So yeah, I mean, if you're going into the sex thing with sort of a false pretense, then um, it's going to be harder to wiggle out, for sure. Yeah, and I've never even gone on with, like, an implied false pretense. Like, I've never... I've never just, like, had sex with someone with knowing that they believe something's going to happen beyond that, but even though we've never talked about it. But but even if I know they're saying, like, I, I still wouldn't even want to do that. And I actually have uh, not had sex with girls before because I felt that they were going to want a lot more after that, like, relationship-wise, that I really didn't want with them. And I would have felt very bad having sex with them and then breaking it to them afterwards that I don't want this. And I actually have, like, turned down having sex with girls in the past for that reason. Well, I mean, uh, and I, I guess I can ask this of you and Brandon. I don't know if he's still with us. But, I'm here. Uh, if, you, if a girl approaches you and you're physically attracted to her, but she's extremely annoying, her personality is something that you just want nothing to do with, are you okay with having sex with her just for that one night and then finding an excuse to get away? You're saying, you're basically saying someone, being with someone in a sexual manner, just based on that knowing that you won't be able to tolerate them the next day and only being with them because of your attractiveness towards them. Is that exactly. What you're I mean, the physical thing is there, but personality-wise, this girl is just annoying as hell. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. So you're. <laughs> so you're no, I'm sorry. What's the question again? <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> no. No, but to, what I'm saying is, are you able to somehow <coughs> make it happen for the night and then squirrel out of it in, in uh, the next morning or an hour after? I mean, I did a lot of that in my 20s. Um, at this stage in the game now, I don't, I don't really do that anymore. Um, <laughs> at least I'm trying to cut back on it. But, <laughs> um, trying to cut down. Yeah, but, uh, you know... I, I really don't put myself, like, especially the last few years, in, those, in that kind of position anymore, at least not at my home. When I've done things like that in the past, I've tried to always make it that I'm the one leaving and never having to, like, throw somebody out. You know what I mean? I don't really, in general, bring people back to my house. To begin yeah, that with. is a good idea. I agree with that yeah. one. If you, uh, if you, it's much better to go to them and then 100%. you just leave when, when everything's done. I, I totally agree with that one. Oh, and by the way, I did get a text from, who, from the Venetian. Did you get the same text of who it was? <laughs> Um, I, 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 yes, I did. Okay, so you know who it is. That's I point. do know who it okay. is. Are we not going to reveal? I, I don't no. know if the person wants to reveal, so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to reveal it. I, okay. I'll reveal it to you off, off the air. But. Okay, well, Grenada, or Grenada, I'm not sure how he's pronouncing it, but Grenada, Grenada Roger asks, Val, do you like men with hair on their faces? Uh, I prefer clean shaved, um, but, you know, if you have to have a big beard, maybe you could shave it off for certain activities, if you know what I mean. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I actually never had any facial hair all the way up until I was uh, 36 years old. And then four years ago, I, I then grew a beard. And I've had one ever since then. So. Hmm. Well, I, I actually did see you with a bit of scruff in one photo, and yeah. I thought it made you look kind of... Uh, yeah, call her. Hold on one second. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Call her. Right. You're on uh, the air in the... the Druff, Drexel, and Valisha. Who are we speaking with? Who's on the air with me? Oh, God. Druff, <laughs> Drexel, and Valisha. I know that voice. Oh, oh, sweet. Is that Angel on the line? 
Yes, it is. Oh, it's, wait, is this Marty? Is good? It, it is Marty, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit, is Drum on the line, too? Can someone mute? Can someone just mute Todd right now? Marty, who show is this? That would be just great if someone would just mute Todd. Uh, Marty, if anyone's going to be muted here, it'd be you. Marty, I didn't, I didn't listen, Todd. I didn't call you. I called Drexel. So now is the time for you to go sit in the kitty corner <laughs> like a good little boy. Good on. And let me talk to you're, let me you're talk calling, uh, you're and, and part of Let me you talk to Drexel and Val. In other words, you're not included. Just you know you're that, not included. Okay, but this is the Jack Drexel and Val show. Right, in the middle of the Val, ask Val. He's still talking here. He's still like rambling. Marty, this is my show. I can ramble so, uh, on. Anyway, so, uh, t- uh, uh, Brandon, how's it going? I'm doing good, Marty. How, what have you been up to? I, the people on the forums want to know. It's been a while. Uh, sorry, uh, that information is top secret and, and will remain so. I'm just calling in to, uh, I don't know, check on. I hear you guys had 4,000 listeners, which I find ironic considering uh, uh, the new site, uh, Vegas Poker Radio, is lucky to have five users on at any given time, so I find this estimate of 4,000 users to be rather questionable, to say the least. But uh, anyway, I haven't listened to the show, really. I'm just calling to talk to you, and ah, Angel's on the line. So what's up? Well, Marty, it's kind of good to hear your voice. Some of us were worried that you might have, uh, you know, as you disappeared from the Internet, that you might have had some major issues in your life, but it's good to know you're okay. I wasn't yeah, that's because people love to speculate. That's well, because no, people love to speculate about what they have no knowledge of whatsoever. Well, you did. That's the theory. That's the theory of being me. Is people making shit up? Marty, one you of your co-hosts happens to be one of the one of the culprits of that. <laughs> Shut up, Todd. Marty, you're doing you great. Just keep <laughs> shutting up. You're doing so well. Um, God, you're doing so well. Listen, I think that I have myself All right, here we go. Ask Bell segment. But, no, I'm, uh, I'm speaking to two of the show. Here we go. Brian, I thought you were running this show. I didn't realize Rain Man was uh, out of the controls here. So, Marty, what's going on? You know, we have a new Marty, by the way, on uh, Poker Fire Alert. His name's Jay Searless. <laughs> that guy. He's like the new <laughs> Marty. No. He's accusing China of rolling, uh, rolling people. I mean, I don't know Jay about Searles all. And, uh, is it Jay Searles or Jay Searles? I mean, I don't know. Are those made up at all? Did they ever make up? I, I really don't did know. China, did China and Jay Searles ever patch it up? Or is he still on his ass? I saw, actually, I saw China today. I'm not sure about all that, but uh, rumor has it on the street that this guy is the new Marty of 2012. Like, every yeah. thread revolves yeah, around him. Well, like, every thread is about him. Like, he's a center. That's supposed to be. You know, every thread, they make a comment about him. It's kind of like how, you know, you were back in your prime. I agree we really don't need a new Marty of 2012. That's for sure. Hey, Todd, I wanted to congratulate you on bubbling the 5K. That was brilliant. I wanted not to sure how that went down, but uh, that was really pretty sweet, man. I can, see, uh, I can see both you and your, uh, your ex-buddy, Mike Hunter, both having a stellar World Series of Poker again. Well, Mike Hunter has one minicast so far. Marty, how's your world? But, uh, how's your world? I haven't played poker for months, bro. I wonder why. I'm just I'm too busy with other things. What can I say? You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but poker is a fading industry. So uh, I personally think it's funny that uh, you foster some relevant figure. It's a good you thing kind you of thrust yourself into the limelight, Todd. You're doing great. 
That's funny you mentioned the limelight. Have you been playing there? <laughs> uh, no, not lately. Haven't played poker live for months and months. I bet they're really disappointed not to see you there. Hey, Brandon, I thought you said you were running the show. I didn't oh. know I was calling this fucking douchebag. I am running the show. I mean, meaning I, it is running through my computer, but uh, he is Todd, my... legit question. I actually have a question for Todd. Why do you insist on blocking anyone from browsing your site from a, from a proxy? Is that so you can sit there and pour over all these visitors and look where they're from to see no. your fucking massive okay. ego? Okay, Marty, the reason or I... Are you just looking, or are you just looking to hunt down Marty, personal you information? Marty, question? Do you or are you looking to hunt down personal info like you've always do you, done? Do you want me to answer the question? Not particularly. Well, you already, you already scoffed scoff at this on the forums. That was actually a rhetorical question because everybody knows the truth. Marty, I don't even want your answer. Your answer is fucking worthless. My answer is very simple. If you're banned... The answer is nobody gives a shit because everybody already knows. Why did you Why did you do the same to MWH? How come you're not letting people browse from a proxy server, Todd? Because people fear, people do not want to give up their information to you. You understand that? And don't come on my site. People don't want their people do not want their personal lives invaded by a fucking vulture. If you don't want me seeing your IP, don't come on my site. Nobody's forcing you to come to oh, my site. Oh, but, but but why do you want the IP? What possible reason? What you want IP information okay, for? Wait, people who are banned from my site cannot access it. That's why. Oh, I see. So what did you do? Did you go down the, the roster on, on proxy.org and literally block 200 different proxies from browsing your site? Sweet life. I've actually browsed, blocked a lot more than that. But, Marty, I have to tell you, um, if I had taken direction from you, I bet I could have blocked even more proxies since you are the, the master of all things technical. Oh, well, I see you, but uh, your site's doing great, I see. I see you still have that same crappy logo. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Never Win Poker Television. I'm here outside the Rio Pool with NWP's very own Marty, a.k.a. Judunk, who oh, this that, is your very you, first you tournament, and podcast. you're doing pretty well, I heard. No, my first tournament. Just the first WSFP tournament. Just the first WSFP tournament. What are you doing right now? Uh, that's okay. I kind of feel stupid doing an interview with 600 left, but, yeah, I've been in a battle. I've been down still here. Are you having fun? Yeah, I'm having a great time. <coughs> yeah. So what made you decide yeah. to come out to Vegas and, and play you. in the World Series? What made me decide to? No, just That's a good right. opportunity. I've been right. doing really well playing live good cash time. games. Oh, I've got enough money together. Oh, to play the over. You guys enjoy the Do you have anyone taking you in this? You're just all your own. No, it's mine. Cool. So that's exciting, though. Um, now, how's your table looking? Did you have anyone interested in any characters at your table? Yeah, I have that Japanese girl, the one who, from the video, you know, she, uh, she went, all in. You know, the one who wears the kimono? Right, yeah, right. she's great. She's really cute. Yeah. So I'm sure that's interesting. Anyhow, uh, where were we, Wasn't guys? Was the video where he was wearing the John Stockton shorts? <laughs> Well, I guess we lost time. A Angel, are you still with us? Oh, no, she had to go, she told me. Oh, did she? She had to go, and, uh, and I think that's the video, the one you played, is where he was wearing the John Stockton shorts. Uh, the, it's like the yellow ones, the short ones? <laughs> yeah, that was, for those that don't know, that was a Nicole's Nice uh, video. Yeah, I like how he thought I was doing it. It's like, you know, you're running the, the controls, but then suddenly when anything happens uh, that he doesn't like, it's my fault. My Skype is blowing up. But I, I don't know why he's asking. He says terrible. See how he reacts when he gets backed into a corner like a little bitch. That's yeah. 
I mean, it's very simple. Like, why do I block proxies? The reason people use proxies is to access something that they're not allowed to access. When their IP is blocked or they want to hide who they are, that's why they use proxies. I, I don't want people hiding who they are. I don't want people using means to get access to my site when I've banned them. Otherwise, why even ban people if they can just come back on a proxy? So, yeah, I mean, just uh, there's, a, there's certain people I don't want on the site, and they're blocked. And the funny thing is, I didn't even block Marty's IP. Marty just doesn't want me seeing where he lives now, because Marty apparently has moved, and he thinks I care so much about where he lives. The funny thing is, I'm not even a give, I don't even give a shit where Marty lives now. A lot of the battle Marty thinks he has with me is in his head. So he thinks I'm really, like, pouring over all the IPs to find where he lives. I really don't give a crap where he lives. Yeah. And then he tries to go on proxies to hide it and can't because I've blocked them, and then he's mad. And what I don't understand is if you don't like that policy, don't come to my site. I'm not forcing anyone to come to my site. It's not an essential in life to come to my site. But, uh... Pretty ridiculous, but uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> some things are never going to change, huh? That's uh, for sure. Well, but, people, um, I don't know. Do we have any more tonight? Or I think we're good. I, I think we've covered everything. That that phone call is hilarious. Um, obviously, uh, you're going to go back into the archives and kind of fix this and clean it up a little bit, I assume, right? Yeah, I, w- I will fix it. So it'll be a little while until we get these in the archives because it always takes a little while to download this giant file and f- edit it in the editor and all this crap. But, uh, yeah, in the archives, it'll be put together as one thing. And uh, I apologize again for the technical fail that occurred. I want to thank everybody who stuck by us during the little downtime. And uh, it was you know, a second consecutive sound card fa- failure with two different sound cards. You know, the one thing I'm wondering about this company that we called, the prank <laughs> call, how do they make money? We were on for a real long time, and they never asked for a credit card. No. They never asked for any form of payment. He was like, ready to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> where, where does it come in that they make the money? Like, I guess like they get access to your computer, tell you what's wrong, and then charge you to fix it. Like, I don't get it. Like, they, they take it pretty far before charging you. You'd think they'd want to charge you up front. <laughs> I, I was thinking that in the beginning. He never asked for any information to prove that you bought the sound card from their company. All it really was is I, I just Googled sound card problems, you know, as a joke, you know, for our new sponsor. And then this woman just came up. She was attractive. They had an 800 number, and I called it. And that, that's, that's really it. You just never know what you're going to get. But... Uh, <laughs> And he never questioned all the different uh, interruptions we had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing that Indian music. When, you, when the black woman was screaming, at, uh, and it was like in a convenience store, and you're like, what did you say was your neighbor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just called the poker room. And you're like, well, I just wanted to see what they said. <laughs> that was good. That was a good call. And the man definitely uh, exhibited extreme patience in just sitting there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> goes, I understand, sir. We have this problem all the time. <laughs> 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 and then the other thing that I played was an actual call uh, from like the, the early ni- or mid-90s of somebody that, remember how you used to have to order a computer piece by piece back in the day? Yeah, like when yeah. you get a desktop and the guy didn't want to pay for the speakers. <laughs> Oh, God. Well... Well, here, I'll, I'll give you the... I know you tried to do this before. I'm, I'm going to give you the YouTube of the uh, the ending song here if you want to play it. Sure, just send it a message. And uh, before we go, obviously, good luck. I am not playing tomorrow. The 2500 
Tomorrow, it's the 2500 or 3k tomorrow? Let me it's the 2500 yeah. And uh, you actually did $2,500 better than me on the last event because you didn't play. So yes. I, mean, I guess you you getting sick. Um, well, I guess you could have won the event too. So yeah. it could have cost you $200,000, but it also could you have cost you $2,500. I'm, I'm the kind of person that when I don't feel well and I, I just know I'm not, you know, I don't, I rarely ever play well when I'm not feeling well. So I just know better. I, I, I just, I wasn't going to do it. You know, I know some people could like just kind of struggle through it, but I don't have that kind of focus. That especially just feeling like I, I've been feeling, but uh, feeling better now. Want to obviously root and wish good luck tomorrow for Druff. Uh, yeah, thank oh. you, people listening uh, right now. It is going to be at 5 p.m. Thursday, which is you know tomorrow. Uh, that's when it starts. It's a limit event, so in the first like two levels, not a lot's going to happen, but. Uh, I hope I can do something here. I hope I can get my first cash of the year. I've never gone through a year at the World Series without cashing. Uh, so far, I am 0 for 3. I could be 3 for 3 with uh, the deep runs I've had, especially two of the times. But uh, at the end of the day, it was a big zero for each one of them. And I'm very hungry here. Very hungry to not just cash, but get a good cash, not just some crappy mint cash. I, I really am hungry for this. And uh, I was hoping one of these times it's going to happen. And I appreciate everybody on Poker Fraud Alert who who posts on the forum, railing me and, and cheering me on, and the people who send me tweets of encouragement. I read all those things. I read all the tweets you guys send me. I read the posts up on my site. Sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is one of the bad parts when you're using a 10-year-old laptop. No, it's not a computer. I got out of control. <laughs> I clicked. Oh, oh my God. Can you turn it off? I know what, ha- what ended up happening is I clicked it once on YouTube, but for some reason four windows opened up. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Just for, I yes. clicked it one time. Single clicked it and four of them just popped up and they all started playing. Oh my God. Anyhow, uh, also good luck. Still playing, really? Also good luck tomorrow to uh, China Maniac, who's also playing the event. As I mentioned, kind of briefly earlier, uh, I met him today. We hung out for a couple hours in the afternoon, and I came home and, and basically went right back to sleep. But I got to see him today. Kid looks good. He seems very focused and definitely very excited, and uh, seems like he's in the the right uh, mind frame to play well tomorrow. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him tomorrow. I hope he's not at my table. And I want to tell a little story here before I leave. I just it just came to mind for some reason. Uh, this is something that just happened. After I busted out of the event, I should go back a little bit further. There's a guy I know who lives in Vegas who doesn't play poker at all. It has nothing to do with poker. But uh, he's always wanted to come down and watch me play one of these events. So he wanted to come down and watch day two of this uh, mixed limit event that I made day two for on Tuesday. And I told him I have a short stack, and it's a no-limit part, so I could be out on the first hand, so get there on time. So he did. He got there on time, and I didn't go out on the first hand. I went on the second hand. So he had never seen me play poker and didn't really know very much about poker. All he knew was that I paid 2500 bucks to enter the tournament, and this is someone who yeah, doesn't have a whole lot of money, so $2,500 just already seemed pretty outrageous to him that I'm paying to enter a tournament. And then he saw me lose all my chips on the second hand. So to him, what it looked like was that I'm just like this crazy gambler who paid 2500 bucks, uh, shoved all my chips in the middle and lost, and I walked away $2,500 poorer. 
And I was trying to explain this is day two, and I was trying to explain the whole tournament thing, but I couldn't tell if he really got it or not. And I could kind of tell he was kind of skeptical about the whole thing. And, and may have even been skeptical about me being a professional poker player, period. Um, anyway, some other people that we knew came into town from California. And uh, so we all met up again that night. And this was actually last night. And they, they, you know, these people from California were staying at the Hard Rock. So while I'm at the Hard Rock there, um, these other people say that they want to see me play poker. And, and one of them hands me a $100 bill and asks if I can play poker at the Hard Rock and let them watch with his $100. So they, they basically were like staking me the $100 to play. So I, I didn't really feel like doing this. And the only, I wasn't even sure if the Hard Rock had a poker room anymore. But uh, it did. It had one table running, a one three no limit. But I I agreed to do this for a short time, just uh, for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, because they wanted to see it so badly. Uh, second, because I had suspected that this guy I, I knew here from Vegas talked to them before I got there and told them how I chunked off all the money earlier. And I had a feeling they, they were suspicious that I was like just some degenerate who just shoots off all his money and, and, uh, and isn't really any good at poker. So I... I I probably shouldn't have felt this way, but I, I kind of wanted to show that that uh, I don't suck at poker to them. You know, these are people who know nothing about poker, but I, I kind of wanted to validate myself a little bit. And, and uh, so I agree for that reason as well. And also just, uh, I, I think, yeah, you know, maybe it'd be fun to play a few rounds at one three no limit with some mega donks over at the uh, Hard Rock. So I sit down and... Not surprisingly, and you know, $100 is kind of, it's kind of a short stack to buy in with at 1-3 no limit, but not super short, but on the short side. But just as I suspected, the players in that game were awful. I, I have to say that uh, if you can't beat games like that, maybe after the rake I can see why it may be a little harder to beat, but just the average player in these like low-limit NL games are just awful. It's like limp, 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 limp. And then everybody just kind of bets if they have a hand, don't bet if they don't have a hand, they do a lot of calling. Occasionally there's a bluff if someone's got a big draw, but that's it. Like, there's just not a lot of uh, tricky play, and it's pretty obvious what everyone has if you have any kind of experience in poker. So, I sat down, like, a few people limped. I raised with, uh, I, I did a raise with King Jack in late position. Like, they went limp $3, limp $3, I made a 12 Call, call. I think one of the blinds called to. Flop came jack high. Check, check, check. I went all in. Fold, fold, fold. So then I won like another hand that way. And then uh, I had another hand where I flopped top two against someone's top pair and got them to go all in. So I, I very quickly I was up to like $330 from the 100 So And I was kind of tired of playing by that point. Now, the drama came when I got up to go talk to the people I was with and to explain to them what happened. And I come back, and I see the dealer with his hands all over my chips. Like he's, The dealer, I'm actually, like, in the one seat. He's reaching over and has his hands on my chips, like, uh, pushing them down, picking them back up. And I'm going, what the hell? I've never seen this before. Like, I've seen the dealer, like, take someone's chips and, like, move them from one seat to another or, or whatever. But, Brandon, have you ever seen the dealer, like, just putting his hands all over your chips? No. No. I like it's that. It's so no. inappropriate. Now, yes, it's only 300 bucks, but still, like... What's he doing here? So I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? So the dealer explained to me, and it was the truth, but it was still inappropriate. He explained to me that the previous hand, there was the dispute whether someone had raised or just called by the motions of his hands. 
So the dealer was taking my chips to do a demonstration of what that guy did. Just because I, right. I stepped away from the table, he felt he could just pick up my chips and start doing that with him. So wow. I got on the dealer's case and said, and I don't usually like harassing dealers or being a jerk to them, but I, I just thought this was so out of line to, to be touching my money like that. Uh, and and I, I told him, you know, don't do this. You're not supposed to. That's that's. I've never seen that done before in my life. You're never supposed to touch the player's money. And uh, so then this young kid there, this young, really drunk kid, uh, starts, like, sort of mouthing off at me, like, like, well, you really care about this? Dude, what? what's the problem? Oh, like, like uh, but he was doing kind of like, he's kind of like just saying it under his breath without directly saying it at me. So then I, <laughs> I got pissed that he, I said, what, you don't think there's a problem with a dealer uh, reaching over and touching my chips? You don't, you don't think, you think that's okay? And and he goes, oh, I just can't, I just can't believe that bothers you. I just can't, I just can't believe it. And so I, I said, well, I don't see what you can't believe. So then, like a minute passes, then he starts muttering again about, uh, about me and, and why I'm caring about this, and 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 why I have a problem with it. He just wouldn't shut up about it. So then, then I said, Are you, you trying to start up again about this? Do, do we do we have a problem here? So he said, no, no, no. I, I just, I, I just can't really believe it. But oh, okay, very odd. I, so just, anyway. Um, so then the people I'm with tell me that they're like, well, you know, we're ready to go leave. You know, do you want to, if you really want to stay in this game, you can. I'm like, no, I'm not. This is just a recreational thing for me. I'm not, I don't want to seriously play this game. So I get up and leave, and everybody at the table I could tell was pissed and thought I was like a hit and runner. Like everybody at the table was convinced that, that I was there to hit and run $200. And I'm sure that's what they were all saying. That fucking asshole, he sits there and wins four hands and leaves. And uh, but what I can tell everybody here is that uh, if you play those limits, you know one two, one three, two four, they're very beatable games. And I'm not even a no limit cash player. These are very beatable games, and, and the style I've used the style before at those type of limits, live like one three, one two, two four sort of uh, no limit games, and this like kind of like aggressive style where you just take control of the betting mm-hmm. does very well at those games. It, it it does really lousy at a game like the ten twenty at the Bellagio. Where the players are good and they don't have that. They, you know, first of all, no one's limping, and second, if you if you raise too much, they see what you're pulling and, and make moves back on you. But but these players, I mean, the, every time I play this type of game, I run into this that uh, uh, basically the players are suck and are very easy to read, and uh, those games are, are very beatable. You're not going to make huge money, but uh, um, those games are, are not hard at all to beat as long as you don't play like they do. But you see all that limp, 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 limp. You don't be the limper. You be the one who's, who's being aggressive, and, and you'll win a lot there. And they're going to see you as like a maniac, and uh, and they'll always pay you off, too. So, anyway. Um, Where's that coming from? <laughs> is that on my end? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What the hell was that? Uh, yeah, I had a closing song. I just got distracted. My, uh, okay, okay. my lady so, friend. All right, people. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about the, uh, the hard rock there and the little weird thing with the dealer touching my chips and... Very, very bizarre. And the show, and I'm, I'm ready for uh, whatever you're gonna play to finish the show. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, out of respect for our show, and you've incorporated this, I will put this on as we do our finishing touches. There we go. Yeah. good. So tomorrow we can root for uh, PFA's uh, Todd Androfotelis and Mark uh, China Maniac as well. I'm not sure anyone else from the site playing tomorrow, Drop? Is that the two of you? I don't think so. I think it's just us. Okay. And also, once again, I will be on tomorrow night radio again on uh, Vegas Poker Radio 
for uh, another edition of Filthy Limper with Jacep, Johnny Sepp. I think it's just going to be the two of us this week. His wife uh, just had a baby, uh, our third host, Kevin Wright. So, guys, tune in for that tomorrow. And, uh, I don't know, anything else going on, Jeroff? Any other final plugs? Well, uh, this weekend I will be playing my first No Limit events at the World Series. I have not played any yet this year. So... Uh, for those who bought pieces of me, those, uh, you'll want to watch that. And if you didn't buy pieces of me, you can check it out. And, of course, those no limit events start with not very many chips, so you got to do well at the beginning and get lucky. I'll try to do that. But I'm looking forward, actually, to playing some no limit events in the World Series. I've usually played a number of them by now, but I just haven't gotten around to playing them yet. So I look forward to that, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping just I get a good result here. I've been in a little bit of a preliminary event slump recently. And... Looking to break out again, make it another 2005. And any uh, one that does not know this already, you can follow myself on uh, at, on Twitter at Brandon Gerson, one word. And Druff, your Twitter once again is? It's uh, Todd Wittellis, all one word. And he gives very good updates to the point that, uh, who was it that, that unfollowed you and actually yeah, told crazy, you? Crazy Mike and Charter both unfollowed me. <laughs> uh, well, this has been another, almost a... Uh, I don't know, bed shitting, but yet kind of recovery episode this evening, and hopefully next week all the issues will be resolved. I apologize on my end for any technical problems, but it's just very hard to run from this 10-year-old laptop, so... Oh, you did a great job. Thank you, Brandon. I like all the sound clips you played during the prank call. I, I, I thought that went very, very well. Well, we got about eight seconds, and That's we're going to do our normal... See you guys next week. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs>